ho, ho. Come sit around, children, and join me for this very festive edition of the Odd Sided Dice podcast. A podcast that follows the ongoing saga of two very naughty elves as they try to make sense of the myriad of choices available to gamers today, as well as shaking all the presents under the Christmas tree, try to work out what Santa's left for them. First, let me introduce myself. My name's Ian. And next to me, as always, is the Oogie Boogie Man to my Sandy Claws, to my very good mate, Kieran. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm very good. Yeah. Uh, very to- very topical nightmare before Christmas reference there. Yes, I know. Yes, I, I've, 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 I've had to watch it. Not that I had any issues with watching Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's Noah's new favourite, inverted commas, Christmas film that I've had to watch every single day for at least a fortnight before Christmas. He just we've got Disney Plus and he's only just discovered it. So and he used to be scared of like he used to, like this Halloween's the first time he's kind of got into sort of scary stuff. He always used to be like he was still a little bit scared of it Halloween. But now he's sort of like, oh no, scary. It's Halloween and Christmas, my two favourite things. So yeah, uh, I thought I'd I thought I'd use that one. See that's just parroting done well mate. I I, yeah. I think well done mate. Well done. Got to introduce Got to introduce him to a bit of a uh, bit of Tim Burton earlier on in his in, in his uh, in his life. It'll set him up well for the uh, for the future, won't it? Yeah, big. He, he loves his uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as well. So he's all he's he quite likes his bonkersness. So good, good lads. lads, good yeah, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we we've had the uh, what's been my kids' one this year. Um, the Grinch, but not the not the Jim Carrey one, the the new one, the the cartoon version, which I, yeah. I, I actually, but you know, I, a lot of people might chastise me here, but I don't really like Jim Carrey anyway. I thought I thought he, was, you know, uh, I, I give it what I can, he does. He's one, you know, I can take him or leave him, kind of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, uh, but the cartoon, but the cartoon one has been has been quite good. I've quite quite enjoyed it actually. So I don't mind that it's been on um, repetitive. Uh, repetitive viewing over the last over the last couple of weeks but yeah you know, yeah it's okay it's okay i can cope with it yeah so i knew it was um how was santa was he was he good to you uh relatively mate yeah relatively you know grand scheme of things i mean not not uh you know you I'm, I'm always sort of like a little bit jealous when um well maybe not jealous is not the right word but de- definitely in, in envy of uh some people when they start posting up, oh, oh yeah, I've got these few bits and pieces off the off the family and all the rest of it, and it's you know a couple of hundred quid's worth of yeah <laughs> hobby gear and stuff like that. But I, I don't I don't need that in my uh, in my life at the moment. I've got far far too much and far too many projects that I've got um, queued up anyway, so I don't want to add anything else to it. But um, no, the, the the one main the one main thing is, um, in in my flat I've you know I bought a one of those old um old type writing tables with a fold down lid. Yeah. Years me ago, you, but me yeah, you got the same thing. I think pretty much. Yeah. You? So it's one of the old. It's it's probably an antique thing that no, it's no longer worth any money because I've ripped the guts out of it. It's covered <laughs> yeah. in various stages of paint and glue and all the rest of it. So you know. But I got it from the charity shop anyway, so I support the charity with it. So that's that's you know that's my uh, reasoning behind it. But I've I've never really had a decent um, decent chair mm. to sit down. You know, I've I've been using like a dining chair rather than anything. So sometimes it gets a bit, but it gets a bit sore on the old uh, on the old backside when you when you're sitting down for a, 
a couple of hours. So um, lucky enough, you know, um, some people put together and got me a nice, you know, one of these um, office um, slash gaming uh, roll round chairs, and it's been it's been a, a godsend the last last couple of days. So like sitting mm-hmm. down nice. and all the rest of it. So yeah, so I'm sitting in comfort now. Which That's is, good. Uh, which is oh, yeah. one thing I haven't done for for quite a long time. So that was the that was the big present, I think. Um, I, I, actually, off, off, off a tangent. I mean, I, I, I sit. I, I probably told you before, but I sit in in the armchair. I sit with with our last year. We sit and watching the soaps, and I'll be doing my painting, and I've got my painting stuff all on a lap tree. I've got I've I've, I've glued on a you know like a hobby hobby station and everything, but my, I'm losing beans out of the bottom of the bean bag part of it and it's like and when i've especially got load, like loads of gear on the top it's like <laughs> to hurt me legs so i think i'm gonna have to invest in a new a new um like lap tray because it's absolutely killing us at the minute so i think that's yeah oh i'll start sitting at my desk which probably made the more sensible thing yeah because that's what that's one thing i've actually done last um last couple of weeks is that when um, I've changed around like the the storage bits in the in the, in the desk, and so like got something which had a, a few more drawers for like bits and pieces, so I could separate bits up a bit. But I had so like the couple of paint racks that I had in there. Now you know what I've done. I've butchered two of them apart to give myself like one rack. But you you know sometimes you get them where they've got the um, the circle cut out that it's either for dropper bottle type paints or um, for example, Citadel type yeah, packs. Yeah. What I've done, I've stuck like one of each oh, on the, on the rack. Yeah, you know the main. And that's a good idea. Got, that. And then it's got it's got a little uh, bit at the back there, which has got like a couple of um, like like square little holders at the back, so everything else that needs to stood up can can go in the in the back there. And I thought, I've I've never. I mean, you get you know you get a lot of, a lot of these companies that do. Um. So like the racks and stuff like that, but I've never really seen seen anyone who does like a rack for sitting down on your couch and doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something I mean, that... may something maybe with a bit of a tray actually built into it and all the rest of it. You know, I mean, because you, you can see these, you know, the computer trays and stuff like that with the fold out legs and God knows that people use for to like sitting on the couch or even in bed or whatever mm. but i've never really seen anyone do a sort of like a hobbyist version about one of them so i mean that's what i mean that's essentially what i've got mine's like a pop of bodge together it's a it's like a laptop tray with you know like the bean bag underneath the foot for sitting on your lap and then i've got i can't remember where i got it from um well like what make it is but it, it's like a you know like a, a hobby station so i've got like mdf base and it's got like three sides on it when i've got like two rows for putting like water pots and some brushes and like i can get like two rows of maybe i can probably get about 15 or 20 paints on there and then i've got a cutting mat on the bottom and then what i'm working on and paints and paint more paints and glue because i'm saying <laughs> the only problem is is that the more and more i've got on there the more and more things i get sidetracked with all of a sudden, I'll be sitting there going, "Oh, my legs are knackering," but that's more to do. With there's no beans in the um, in the thing. But yeah, that's. But if somebody came out and did one, there we go, Kieran. That could be our that could be our uh, money making scheme. A hobby, a hobby lap tree. Yeah, 
Yeah, we, so we're putting it on patent now. So if we see anyone come yeah. out with it in the next couple of weeks, we know it's, uh, yeah. You heard it here first kind of thing, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, no, mate. No, it's good. That's it. I mean, I, I, haven't got, I haven't been one of my normal Christmases when I've got, like, tons and tons of stuff. I've got um, some bits and bobs for Black Seas. I've got, like, uh, some... Um, some cutters and some schooners, a box of cutters and a box of schooners, which are like, you know, the little, little fast ships. Um, and then what I've been painting this week, um, my dad got us the Terrors of the Deep, which is like the old fashioned, I suppose it brings a little bit of the fantasy into, into Black Seas, but it's like, you know, the Kraken and the, the, um, the Megalodon and the Sea Serpent. So I've been putting them in. They're lovely little, just a doddle to paint as well because they're only relatively small. Well, not some of them, like the, the Lothiathans, like massive in the Kraken. But they're just, there's that much detail on them. Um, I've just painted them up just primarily using uh, contrasts for, for a change. But um, the, the, the I've done, well, I've done the... Kraken and the white whale, Moby Dick. And then today I've been painting as a giant narwhal and the megalodon. So I've been painting them today and oh, they're really, really nice. But um, other than that, what else did I get? Oh, I got the Lost Ex- Expedition from Osprey, which is a like card based uh, co op and single player game. I've got, is it. Um, Judge Dread, the Cursed Earth that Osprey do. Essentially the same games. They're just like re- I think the, the Judge Dread ones are reskin. But I've always fancied the the Lost Expedition one. Basically you're trying to make your way through the Amazon to find the the lost city of gold. Um so that's good. I've played a, I've played one solo game of that as well. I, I for for whatever reason, the rules even though I said the rules are the same as the dread ones, they make more sense to us than the dread ones. So I've I've sat down and played it. And went, oh right, I can sit down and probably make more sense. Maybe it's just I've read something wrong, um, but that makes more sense. But one game I did get, which has been a I'd, obviously I put it down, but it was been a massive surprise to us. Which again, another Osprey board game come card game is called Dauntless. I don't know if you've seen them. Mate. It's Dauntless. Normandy, I've got there's also a dauntless sort of North Africa Second World War game, and I was expecting it to be more of like a card game, but it's essentially a card based war game. You, you, you each scenario is a scenario, this rule book is a scenario book in the box, and um, umpteen two sided tiles, say by a, a maybe a four inch by four inch tiles, and um, and it tells you, and it basically sort of you lay out your you lay out your your your, your table. You, you you've got you know that's that's your table. All your tokens, all your your troops are just card tokens. But I thought myself, it's a again. I haven't. I've I've just glanced at the rules. I haven't picked up yet. I've just kind of worked the basics. But I thought myself, that's a cracking idea. As I say, I was expecting it more to be more of a, a card game, but it's essentially it's a card war game. But that looks really really good. I think I might have a um. I don't know if it can be. A, I don't know how single playerish it'll be, but um, I'm intrigued to get stuck into that. But uh, but that's it. Um, I didn't get Gamma Wolves, but as soon as I didn't get Gamma Wolves, I, went, I just <laughs> went on Amazon and ordered it. So um, I've got I've got Gamma, um, Gamma Wolves now. I think other than chocolates and 
the normal stuff. I think that was it. So all in all, it's been a good Christmas. Yeah, it sounds good, mate. It sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying, just trying to wrap your brain around that, uh, around that card one. So the the dauntless one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's essentially a war game in a box. Um, as I'm saying, you you've got all these tiles which you put down, and that each scenario specifies which tiles you put down. It's 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 essentially I think the first scenarios from like your DD plus a couple of hours and you're like a scouting the American scouting party and one person plays the Americans one person plays the Germans uh, and so it says this is you know you use these dozen tiles uh, and each one has like a tile it, you know so it'll be like some hedgerows you know thinking in like your know, Normandy um, and it'll have like a, a cover value um, and there's like a fog of war element as well which I haven't quite got my head around so you can't quite see everything that your opponent's doing. Um, oh, it's been a couple of days. It's been a couple of days and a couple of <laughs> a couple of drinks since I last read it, so I can't really think. But it, it does look really, really interesting. Um, in quite big scales, I'm saying the cards themselves are about four by four, and probably majority of them are probably about at least twelve. So you know, it's a good size on the table. It's not like sticking on a lap tray kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll 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 have, try and at least get a solo game in it before next time we will have a conversation. But uh, it does look very very interesting, relatively cheap. So I think it was like twenty quid. So uh, well, that's, that's that's always a win then. Yeah, it's always a win if you can pick pick up something nice and cheap. You know what I mean, sir? I mean, there's even been a little bit of me thinking like um, obviously people like Bakasu do they all the six mil stuff, swapping out the um. Some of the cards, you know, for the to- like the tokens for your for your troops for like little, you know, little six mil figures. But again, I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking of painting stuff before reading rules yet again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You know I know what you're saying. Essentially, for a game that I don't need to have any toy soldiers for because they're all there. Well, that's that's going to be the one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I did I did go for. Um... It's it's the first really time I've I, I've done it that I did buy myself a Christmas board game this year. Yeah, it's only it's only because I was in Tesco's and they were doing it cheap in Tesco's, and um, I, know, I know you you've got this because I know we've we've talked ah, about it before, but yeah. that's uh, Jaws the board game which tie in two of my you know what my biggest film love ever, and uh, I think that we when you were talking about it, you said that you you know you you've got it and. It's, 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 it's quite a good game as well, so I yeah. can't wait to get that out of the box and and give it a, a give it a go on the table kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean that's de- definitely a game you need somebody else with you. You couldn't you couldn't play that single player. There's elements in it that you need uh, like there's an element of secrecy. This one basically the, the first part of the game. I don't know if you've looked at the rules at all, but there's two parts of the game. But the first part specifically is you're trying you're there's like you're the um. Hooper, Quint, and um, Brody. Um, so if you've got like four players, one person plays a shark, and then the other three play that that's the like main character from the film. And your role is to to find a shark, but you don't know. There's a little little notebook in because the the map of uh, Amity Islands split into different areas, and the the shark starts in one location that they keep secret in their little notepad and they can move x amount of 
squares per turn but you can get the like you know special moves to make them go a bit faster or so you're you're constantly trying to to locate the shark well the, the shark's just trying to eat people <laughs> but it's brilliant brilliant fun game um yeah definitely definitely a good one that's uh one one definitely actually yeah i have to have another game of that more sometime soon but we can't now come up with tier four we weren't supposed to anyway, but now we definitely can't. <laughs> I think the whole world's the for, isn't it? Well, well, I think to be quite honest, one of those uh, a game like that, like you say, when it's got the so like the secret move of the the um, the shark on it, mm-hmm. would be a really good game to do over something like Skype or Zoom or something like that. You know what? It would be yeah. You know what I mean? You could play it like. Um, I don't suppose it would really matter who, in, in a way, if the person running the game was the shark. But it wouldn't really matter either way. Um, yeah, but you could do it because it's, it's only a small board as well. It's only a little sort of A3 size board, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that would actually that would work really, really well. Oh, we should maybe try that, man. I, I think that's a go, mate. I think that, yeah. might, that might be a go because, you know, at least we could get in. Because I know there's, it's like you say, there's like three hero characters in it and, and the shark. So it's really a... Yeah. If you wanted to play it to the the uh, the most, it would be four players, wouldn't it? So, yeah. uh, but you've always got so if you if you just play it two player, one person's a shark and the other person plays all three, so you've always got to play all three characters, and um, because yeah. you you're working all together, so like Quint can only do one thing, that or can do something specific, and you know Brody Brody's got to stay on the island. The other two have got little boats that can go around with, but. Uh, Yes, that would work really, and it's quite a visual game as well, so it'd be quite easy to see what you what you're doing. You know, other yeah, people yeah. looking on the camera. Oh, I should try and sort that out. Well, there you go then. Yeah, there you go. There might be an invitation going out to a uh, a couple of people who are listening to come and and we'll jump on that and maybe have a maybe have a go. Yeah, see what oh, we can do. Of course, one of the Christmas presents I did get, I forgot to mention, was a very a very a uh, generous friend got me a, a, a ZBrush course, ZBrush ZBrush course for for sculpting. Uh, you know, a very good friend who won't be men- whose name won't be mentioned. But um, but no, thank you for that, mate. As I say, I haven't had a proper look at it yet. Oh, well, I haven't got ZBrush yet neither. So <laughs> I think um, that's I, can, I think I've been looking at it. So that'll be uh, the next couple of days or next week. I'll get that sorted out. But um, I'm quite looking forward to doing that. Um, yeah, because I, I think the um, the idea popped into my head when we had um, Graham on. Yeah. And he was talking about when, when he, you know, he was doing it, and you said about your uh, graphic arts background and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, as soon as uh, Steph's constantly having to go on you to make some money out of your 3D printer as well, I thought, well, uh, yeah. you know, it might, it might as well, so like, you know, kill a, uh, a few birds with uh, with another stone and, and see what you can come up with. But, yeah, no, I... I I mean, how much is a copy of ZBrush? Have you actually looked into it yet? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's one of those things when you've got to kind of get the you've got like it's almost like a subscription. So there's like there's like obviously different scales. So I think there's like you know the there's you know the super duper ones which are like you know quite expensive. But I think like the base package is a tenner a month. But I think it's, I think it's ten I think it's ten dollars a month. So it's probably like seven quid. Which I thought to myself, well, I'll rather than jumping in with two feet i'll just start with the basics and uh and if i need more i'll expand on it but i can't imagine you know to start off with you'll need more 
I'm saying I don't know. I'll have a look. But um, yeah, I've had I've had a look at it. But as I'm saying, I think that's that's where I'm looking at. Probably start just with the with the basics in there. Because again, it might be one of those things if you you, you might get a more advanced package and realise you don't need all the stuff on it than uh, than you actually do. So um, I'd rather start small and build up and get get what I need. But yeah, it's it's funny. I was thinking about the day. And I was thinking to myself, what would I sculpt? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's um it's the, the the million dollar question you know what i mean if it's like you know you've got to have that sort of element of originality as well because like there's other people will can't do that because they already do it or i mean i suppose it's different with historical stuff isn't it because like other people do it but uh, mate, I, th- I think you're gonna have to go for a um a, a podcast duo aren't you i think you're gonna have to you know that's going to be the the one isn't it gaming pieces yeah. Pieces of us too. Oh well, that would be. I mean, I, well, yeah. I've already, I've already thought about. Well, I tinkered on with you for um, for uh, with Hero Forge, haven't I? So yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm saying, it's the it's good fun Hero Forge, but they they come across a little bit cartoony, I think. Um, but again, off another tangent, I've just subscribed to um something with. I think I might have done. I might. Have, it's uh, Titan Forge, which is not like. Customized stuff, but it's like a Patreon and get like a whole load of new stuff every every month. There's a new sort of um theme. So last month was like Arabian Nights, so it was sort of like um very well Arabian Night esque sort of miniature like um fantasy stuff. There's like a giant sort of like sandstorm kind of golemy giant thing, not golem, like as a golem more thing. Um, really i mean i'm, I'm pretty now off because that costs us an arm and a leg and i don't really it would be this just for the sake of doing it but some lovely little figures in it i've, I've printed off that um did i show you the picture like the pegasus i did yeah you did yeah yeah, yeah i saw that yeah and again the downside with that i find with the i don't know if it's the gray resin i use it doesn't when it's just plain resin it doesn't pick out the detail it also it looks quite flat um but there's quite a lot of detail on that which is nice but a little offshoot of Titan Forge um, is I kind of went into Titan Forge thinking this was part of it, but it's a separate Patreon. There's a thing called Cyber Forge, and it's all cyberpunk stuff. So um, I'm out of resident at the minute. I'm getting some more tomorrow. So um, I'll be doing some of that. But that's all very much, again, the old last year's New Year's resolution, um, Reality's Edge, with some stuff on there. And like cars, though, like futuristic looking cars that look nice rather than i've seen some things on thingiverse things like that which people have done and you know no disrespect i mean they've put some work into it but it's not quite what i want um so yeah some nice looking stuff on that and some bunker stuff as well so yeah they're my two little things i'm off a tangent already there as well i can't even remember what we're talking about oh no, no I say, it, it, it does sound like we've had a surprisingly busy um couple of weeks since the last one up and you know yeah. I thought I'd really done nothing, but I, you know, but I've actually been doing stuff. I've done very little painting. I've <laughs> very little. Um, I had mental, mental last couple. You know, like the last couple of days at work. I, I think it was like last week. When was Christmas Eve? It was Thursday? Wasn't it last Thursday? So it was like I'm only on a Tuesday, and Tuesday and Wednesday last week. I thought to myself, uh, it'll be that sort of like got all the important stuff was out of the way with i thought myself just be sit back obviously i'm in my dining room there's nobody looking over my shoulder going why is he not doing any work 
the phone didn't stop for two days so that was like the busiest time of my life so i was like god damn it but um yeah i can't think what i've been painting so i'm saying well i've been painting a couple of uh stuff just the last couple of days um Oh, I got some stuff from the uh, some stuff turned up from Warlord. They do like the Black Friday stuff. They were doing like two for three, so I got a load of um, U.S. Marines, Second World War U.S. Marine artillery, um, for that. That's gonna be one of me me sketch stuck in new projects to start next year, in some bits and bobs of um napoleonic artillery but you know it's kind of one of those things when you kind of you do want to get it and you kind of think oh it's more it's more important things and i thought well it's two for three so yeah i've got some like howitzers and mortars mortars and mmg teams kind of thing so they've also been starting to stick them together but other than that I can't like yeah i mean patents with the build up the christmas though you've got like so, there's so much other stuff going on isn't there so by the time you get to sit down it's like time for bed <laughs> Yeah, that the time. Plus the fact you've got all those, you know, boxes of chocolates that you've got that you've you thought, well, that, that's going to be for Christmas Day, and then you you get them in the house a lot, you know, a couple of weeks before, and you just sit down, start watching a film, and go, oh, could you just fancy a chocolate? Unfortunately, it's bottles of wine in our house. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I, 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 I didn't want to cast dispersions about. Yeah. You know, oh, what's no, going, we, what's going on? Yeah. We we technically, I think we drank two lots of. We've got we'd ordered in sort of boxes of wine from like, you know. Aldi and you know they were doing all or Lidl's or whoever but they're doing your know, buy six get 25% off it's probably one of the supermarkets I put them up in the loft I put them in the loft so they're out of the way not the times I've gone up in the loft half cut to get another bottle away <laughs> in the last the last month's been a nightmare fair patch, you, mate. Fair <laughs> yeah. Patch, yeah yeah but I so not all in all it's been a very very good Christmas isn't it yeah yeah you know gearing up for 2021 I've already started you know it's what a couple of days now before um first of january just to date the just to date the episode so i started today on one of the projects that i'm going to do for next year mm-hmm. and um so finally gonna dip my toe into into 40k i think finally yeah so there's i was, I was just looking for, uh, at my shelf of books and i thought well i've got the book there you know someone's paid i don't know how many pounds it is to get that special edition book if they didn't have one from the from the um indomitus box and so well you know might as well see what what the whole uh what the whole furor is about and you know it's that it's that lost boys um quote isn't it you know when he's talking about the uh the rice in the cup how can eight million chinese people be wrong with all the rest of it you know exactly i thought well i'm I'm gonna give it a go i'm gonna give it a go but i'm not gonna do it a normal way I'll, well, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll leave that to uh, to sink in until I'm uh, a little bit further down. Yeah, I've seen I've seen what you're mind. doing, but yes, well, uh, well, if, if anyone to... if anyone's on my Instagram account, you you would have already seen it because I did share it today. You know the the first uh, pre stages of what I was doing. I'm I'm quite quite chuffed if I'd have uh, I'd have come out at the moment. You know, I mean, I'm only doing a little. I'm only doing a little one. I'm only doing the what is it? The combat patrol. Uh-huh. So so literally, there's only. I think twelve models. So is this the new sort of small scale? Version, yeah, it's, it's, it's not... so like if, if you imagine it, it's 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 the skirmish forty k, isn't it? Yeah, it's so it's not about. So you know, you, you've only got. I think I think if you points it wise, I think it's like five hundred points or something like that. Yeah. Or it's you know this power level thing, which that that's the bit that 
you know, took me a lot to get my head around. Yeah, I mean, that's... When, I, when I was when I was piecing it together, because I thought, well, I'm changing equipment on units and I'm adding stuff to units. Why am I not paying any more points for adding stuff to units? Yeah, and it it, it just you know it, it it took me a while to get me uh, me head around it. I didn't have to uh, I did have to check it with one of our uh, with one of our gaming buddies to make sure I was doing it right. But he says, yeah, you know, that's it's... the the power thing sometimes it can get a little bit a little bit stupid with that so i mean that's it i mean i picked up this is this is ninth edition isn't it 40k i picked up the last well last one presumably eighth and i think i had i think i had seventh just when i first kind of got into the hobby and when you haven't read 40k for a long time and you can there's a large part of you thinking i can't change that much and a lot, a lot of it, a lot of the the bare bones haven't, but it's all the little extra little nuances which I really struggled with, um, uh, and that's why I probably haven't dipped me to any further. But uh, this last couple of this last week or so, there's been a little, and I don't know if it's just what stuff me and you've been talking about, mate. And it's just like I've been thinking of like expanding on me me kill team i've got like a um i've got a couple of kill team teams but it's me adeptus mechanicus me skatari and i just thought i've got some unpainted bits and bobs and i've got some bits and bobs which i can't really use without getting you know the like the the commanders and the the, you know, the elites and i was like oh there's some but they've got some nice vehicles which i couldn't use in kill team you know some of that new stuff like that like there's a new flyer and there's the new like hover landing craft looking thing I thought, oh. so yeah I, there's a little bit of a, a 40k bug like bugging me at the minute but I, again I, I don't really want to jump in too much i think just stick with kill team for the sh- short term because one of the things i want to do at the start of the year is be a bit more and again i say this every year and by september at least i'm all over the shop but it's like that much, it's like stay focused. And it's my birthday, um, the middle of January. And I was going to sort of like go, oh, I'm going to, I found a really fancy the new um, Blood Bowl, you know, the box, new box they brought out. And I do. But then I thought to myself, oh, start the new project, a new game, when it's potentially months and months and months before I can play that game with anyone. And there's a good chance I might only get halfway through painting the figures and it'll go up in the loft. I thought myself, well, I might just stick with something I've already got. So I'm thinking um, I'm really going to get stuck into Marvel, finally, Marvel Crisis Protocol, the start of this um, start of this year. So I think I'm just going to ask for money for my birthday and just get some stuff um, stuff for that. I mean, me and you have been chatting to, to you know, our little group chat with the people who were on there and said, Bello, Brad and Matt are like mad into it at the minute, and that's all they ever <laughs> seem to put on is just like like some awesome pictures. And I thought to myself, oh no! So I I pulled the trigger and I, I got um, ghost, uh, what's it, Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy. So they're on the way. Hopefully they'll turn up in the next day or two. Um, yeah, and I think come my birthday later in the month, I'll be jumping in two feet on some of that and just getting enough because I think the kind of sort of say you want at least ten. 10 people on each side but like yeah it's each game you play is dictated like how many 
like it's almost like points um or it's like threat level or something like that but they always say it's kind of like you turn up to a game with like a 10-man squad and you choose from that squad who you're going to play the box only comes with like five villains and five good guys so i want to like expand it so at least i've got like 10 of each so i think I'm, i've got six now i think because i've bought venom and uh the hulk so i want to at least get another at least another four for the uh for, for both of them and a few more because you know once you start getting getting them but yeah that's something that's something i really want to get stuck into anyway well, so, so there you go then. So anyone listening wants to send Ian a birthday present, he's now basically told you what he wants for his birthday. So yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, so we'll see. We'll see if anyone does, mate. Won't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think um, you said about that, about diving in. I want to, and again, it's going back to uh, something you said as well about the, you know, we're still in the UK here under the restrictions. We've gone backwards instead of going forwards unlike you know, many other places. Uh, around the globe and all the rest of it but i do want to maybe the first part of the year so the first quarter you know just be either finishing off projects or working on stuff that i've already got mm-hmm. and you know not actually dive head first into anything new right at the start yeah you know because everyone's got i mean we're going to go through this when we get into the main meat of the episode etc etc so i won't go through it i won't go through it too much but we've all got plans and stuff like that about things we want to do hopefully this coming year that we couldn't get done um in 2020 but again we'll go through when we go through the uh the main meat of the main meat of this episode mate won't we yeah exactly exactly but no, that, yeah, I think that's it. That's 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 2021's focus. Just projects like exactly the same as you've just said, mate. It's just like projects. Um, I mentioned like me me bolt action, uh, US Marines, which I've I've had for a couple of years now, and they were literally something I bought. I've always liked them, the idea of them, but I've never done any Pacific stuff, and um, I thought it's like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing some. But there the were like it was an offer that that um, Warlord were doing, so I kind of jumped in and got like a couple of boxes of the of the fig of the of the plastic sets, and then you know I, I think I've painted like you know you were doing you you only paint like the commands the command squad and like half half a unit, so I thought was like all right no stick at it. I mean I've got I've got a like a half painted Sherman for them, so yeah. I think uh, that's 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 the that's there will be one of my jobs, and again, it's all my other stuff I've got as well. I don't want to get like too bogged down with painting green because I've got all my my US Marines for Vietnam as well. But yes, I'll. Uh, I think that's that's the way forward anyway. Anyway, so but as you mentioned there, we've got the main the main meat of the show. You can hear me rustling uh, my pages. Okay. Ultimate I, segue, mate. Ultimate yeah, segue. Again. See, you probably can hear me rustling my pages because I, I I can't find where my bloody notes are. I've got my notes, I've my bits which I've written down, but I I I wrote a little um. Shall we give him a little peek behind the curtain on this one, Kieran? Because we actually Go on, you as well. Yeah, we actually recorded this what a week and a half ago, didn't we? Then and, and it didn't work. <laughs> it came out really really bad. So um, it's this well, is like no, a, no, no, well let's put a caveat on that. It's not really really bad because of the content. 
it was really, really bad that I had a switch on my microphone turned on minutely when it actually puts like an echo effect on my talking. And it didn't, we didn't realize it was on because you couldn't really pick it up when we were talking. But when I actually put it into the edit, mate, it was, it was shocking. We, I just, you know, we just had to uh, re-pull the trigger and, and do it more as a, uh, a new year one instead. That's it, yeah. So we do like a, a bit. It's essentially what we're doing is it's like a, 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 um, a, 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 a roundup of the year. Like what's been our top, you know, favourite things from a certain different um, categories we've come up with. Now, unfortunately, the thing the bit of paper I can't find is is what we asked you a lot as well. Um, what your highlights had been, and I was going to put them in in the end, and that's a little bit of paper I can't find. So I'm going to have to just go off the top of my head. I, I probably, oh, hold on, I've got there a phone go. here. I've got a phone here with Facebook on. I could just look at that, couldn't I? Mate? Well, there you go, mate. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Technology and all that. Yeah, one. yeah. Right, we uh, are living. In, we are living in 2020. Yeah, and um, parts of me probably we aren't though. But um, right, where do I want to be? That's a different one. Um. We, really got, we should have got dressed up for this, mate, because this is sort of like our uh, our end of year reward ceremony, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I did. So, so we, should, we should have thought about doing it, shouldn't we? I still, got Christmas, I still got my jingle bells there from the other week, but before Christmas. But um, yeah, I, do I have, don't know, mate. I don't know, though. Yeah, I do have. I do have a. Uh, it's like a Santa's bobble hat there. I'm in the like we. I mean, I've said this before. I'm in the garage, which which was converted into like a like a room now. But because neither of us have been in this room, because Steph does a work in here when she's like at work, but she's not been at work for a fortnight, and um and like literally no one's been in. It's been it's turned into a bit of a junk like a junk room while you know trying to make the rest of the house look tidy. So um I came in this morning and the heating hasn't been on for ages in here, and it was Baltic, so I've knocked the heating on to now go the other way and it's like them in the tropics in here so i don't think i'll be wearing a woolen hat anytime oh you hear a thud and it's me falling on the floor <laughs> right, so, so i can find these here. well i'll tell you what well i'm looking for this mate we'll start off with the first category and you can get cracking with that one so the first category is top three games of 2020 now it's not necessarily games that have come out this year but it's games that you've got some enjoyment out of. Obviously, it's slightly different because you know we're not we haven't had that much chance to play stuff. But what games have really stood out for you in the last twelve months? Uh, yeah. So with this one, I was I was thinking to myself, well, when I was when I was coming up with the the ideas, and you, you did put about the top three. I know you wanted to go. You know, a few more than that, but I, I would have really struggled to do a top five or anything like that. Yeah. But um, the year being what it has, uh, my top three is basically dominated by um, solo or co-op games. So games that you can actually play by yourself. So um, I'll go in some kind of reverse order. Yeah, starting from three to one. So um, in in third place, I've got a game which is not actually a game at the moment. It's done by um, it's well, it's written by probably someone who's come out with the probably one of the most successful games back in two thousand and nineteen. You know, writing for uh, Gaslands, 
and that's um, his Perilous Tales that he's putting out, which is um, his pulp type, um, almost you know movie esque type um, little skirmish game. So Perilous Tales, which he's been working on as a as a beta throughout uh, twenty twenty. So that's that's number three. Mike Hutchins. Mike Hutchins. Yeah. Hutchinson. One of them Hutchinson. one was a singer from an excess and one was a games design. I can't quite remember which yeah. one was which. And we, <laughs> we constantly get it the right the wrong way around. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um in number two it's uh Rangers Shadow Deep. Yep. Now th- that was you know, Omid and Arian with um with going uh with Frostgrave on that one, but I think uh Rangers is it's probably the game that I've more clicked into nuts. I haven't really, you know, although although I've got the the rule book for it, I haven't really looked at uh, the second edition of Frostgrave yet. So that's probably again something that's on the on the list for next year. Yeah. And uh, last one in number one spot. It's a game going back all the way to January two thousand and twenty when it came out. A game that I talked about ad nauseum back then as well, and that's been Zona Alpha. Yeah. So you know, I mean, a lot of people would who have listened to this podcast would have known that, you know, I, um, I wax lyrical about, about that when it was, when I heard it was coming out and when I got a hold of it, there's, um, also on the Facebook page, I think that it might be one of the, um, the live videos we did or live streams that we did on that, uh, on the Facebook page. I think it was like one of your first ones you did, wasn't it? On your sort of like, I, th- I think it was, it, was videos, me, wasn't it? Yeah. it was me and, um, me and Ash, yeah, the guy who does all the uh, the painting of our buildings. I've, I've just actually just before Christmas as well. I've had some more uh, some building some other buildings that he's done up for me. So you know, I've got no excuse now not to start putting stuff on the table and maybe getting a few more photos or taking a few more videos and stuff like that. But yeah, that was me. That was my top three for twenty twenty. Well, my my top three. Um... Funny enough, when you just mentioned, because um, I'm looking at my scribblings here, my, 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 my original number three had been Reality's Edge, which I scribbled out and changed for what I'm number three. But really, Reality's Edge, and again, I think we're talking about like kind of resolutions. I mentioned the word focus, and I think that was a, a probably a, a phrase I used <laughs> last year as well. And I've, there were so many games, and again, COVID hasn't helped, but um, it was that kind of like trying to, well too many fingers and too many pies kind of thing so i think rally edge fell victim of sort of zona alpha which then felt zona alpha fell victim of whatever the next sort of couple there was a couple of games i got really enthused about at the start of the year and i think because i got too much going in one you know too you know i'd like kind of lost my way with them so i mean i've mentioned um i think i'm really going to get stuck back into reality's edge Zona Alpha is another one as well I wouldn't mind getting back into. But, tangent again, coming back, my number three isn't Reality's Edge, it's Black Seas by Warlord. Um, and it's a game I've only recently, within the last sort of couple of months, maybe October time, picked up. Um, I'm a big fan of Cruel Seas by um, Warlord, which is their sort of Second World War 1-300 scale um sort of small vessels, you know, motor torpedo boat game. I, 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 
I know some people don't like it. I think it's it's a bit of a Marmite game, but I think it's a bit like a lot of Warlord games. Um, but essentially, this is the black powder version of it. There's some slight variations in rules. Obviously, you're using much bigger ships at a smaller scale, but there's elements like the wind. Um, and it's a game I've kind of managed to play a few games just by myself, just testing the rules. But I think it's because I knew it was a game I was going to enjoy. I've really enjoyed it. Also really enjoyed the modelling and paint side of it. Um, the lovely little lovely little models, but there's like elements like putting the rigging on, which, you know, every kit you get comes out this little spool of um, like cotton. Um, and you, I mean, I'm not the most dexterous person. I've got like hands, like hands of a boxer, basically. So I'm not the best at tying small knots and things. But it's just been a challenge. So again, that's it's it's not necessarily directly related to the game, but it's you know obviously the, the yeah the models are related to the game as well. It's just been all part of the uh, the enjoyment I've got out of it. So that's that's me number three. Me number two, um, again, in a kind of way, given what you were saying, it's games I've tried to get in um, games of, and most of them have been solo because I haven't really. I think the only, I think the only game I've played compet- competitively or with someone this year was Warcry. Really early on with me, mate Gary. I probably had a couple of games of him with that, but I think everything else and all the games on my list. So number two. Is Test of Honor, but it's a game I know the rules, one of the few games I know the rules inside out with. Um, and it's sort of just been playing on a smaller scale you and using very sort of like narrative. We talked about this, I think, with um, both Graham when he was on, talking about um, Test of Honor, but we were possibly talking with it, Andy Hobday or Michael Lovejoy, but we were just talking about like when you're playing a narrative game. How I mean, you're not really interested in necessarily the outcome. I mean, it's just the enjoyment of playing the game. So, um, I've used the some of the scenarios. Well, the scenario that you initially did in the um, the Ministers War Game magazine. I've I've done that. That's really good. Um, enjoyed playing that. And again, it's it, because the, it, it's very story driven. You you're not. It, it's not super reliant on you having an opponent to play against. I've really enjoyed that. Um, and my first one, again, in a similar way, um, this is probably the game I said about early in the year that had like, all these games that kind of like I, I, I jumped on board with and then lost a little bit of interest because the next one came along. And then this is the probably the one that then I've actually grabbed a hold of and, and, and ran with. But I am, um, again, mid-year, I picked up Carnivale by TT Combat. Always like the look of it. Um Obviously, you've got then you've got the advantage of having all the buildings. But the one thing I've really, really enjoyed with it is that they do a. I mean, a lot of games now will have like a little sort of like learn to play guide that kind of thing. But what they've got a little um, tutorial scenario. Um, well, tutorial campaign. I should really say it. There's about maybe half a dozen to eight like missions. Um, and it basically tells you the rules. Now, again, it's designed to play it to player, presumably, but because it's, you know, if you just play with yourself and you learn the rules, there's, no, there's nothing 
nothing's stopping you playing it. But there's a story. So essentially, the first the first game is learning how to move the figures and what they do. You know, if they're in water and you've got basically you've got to get the two opposing forces have to get across the opposite side of the board. Being the first person to get across wins, it makes no difference. But you're not allowed to make any contact. It's maybe like a bit like a scouting party. So yeah, um, and, but that's that's a fantastic game. The rules again, it's it's set in Venice in the turn of the turn of the 18th, 19th century, and this big sort of cataclysmic rents opened up in the sky, and all magic's kind of coming. Everything's gone a bit mental. Um, in this, as I'm saying, there's all these different factions vying for control of, of Venice, um, and each each of these war. It's it's kind of like it's it's kind of like Mordheim set in a semi-historical setting, but it's got that sort of war band sort of feel. Um, but the, again, the the rule books a big chunky rule book, but about three quarters of that rule book. The first three quarters of that rule book is all fluff. Um, the rules themselves are quite a, a nice, simple rule set. That, that and it's nicely explained in the book, so it doesn't go too much into it. But everything else is like the history of how it's happened and how these different factions have. So you get a real lovely sort of feel for all the different factions. So that, that's my number one anyway. So um, that's my top three. Now I found I found. Oh, I can't really know. This is the one when, again, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Les Fulbrook, Ark World, were mentioned um, that last time, and nearest, we're 100% sure what Ark World was, but then um, I think, if I remember right, I think I've seen some pictures that Les has done, and they were really, really nice. Um, Judge Dread, Core Space is a game I've heard of, but don't we really know a lot about. Uh, and another one, uh, Ash mentioned uh, playing Zona Alpha with you, uh, mate, as well as playing War Cry and Burrows and Badgers. A lot of people saying they want to play it, and lots of people saying we really love playing it, which is, I think, a good bit of is a, a quite a common theme with all uh, the people who uh, follow us on Facebook and listen to the the podcast, isn't it, mate? Yeah, there's, there's definitely some. Uh... Some tying up between us, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard people talk about that art world, but I've never. Could, could, must admit, it's it's one of the ones that I've never infused to go on. I'll, I'll have to go and have a have a look if it's you know it's, if it's a recommendation put put by one of our. I think there's some really nice. They do some really nice. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I might be totally wrong. It's kind of got a kind of like semi-historical meets fantasy. If, if I'm one I'm thinking of, it's. It, I might be totally wrong, but I'm sure I've seen Les do some stuff, and it was like some almost like kind of like Napoleonic-esque, but with a bit of fantasiness to them as well. Might be it might be something totally different. Um, but yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, if you if you want to if you want to have a look at the core space, you've got our um, our other friend Straws. I think he's he's hitting core space a bit hard towards the end of the year. He's definitely got a couple of uh, YouTube videos up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think he's uh, I think he might have bought like the the core core space set, and so like as soon as he played it, he he basically went deep dive and 
bought himself everything. So, uh, mm. yeah, so I can think he's he's hitting that game quite hard. And definitely a lot of his his posts have been um, on about it. I think I've I've partially watched one of the videos, but not got all the way through it yet. So, is it a spaceship game? Am I thinking something else? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Cause yeah, I, think, we... I, think, I think it's a, it's quite akin to what's the um, what's the other one? What's the um, Infinity? Is it? Oh right, so is it more like right? It's, so it's no, I'm thinking like is it more like a, a like a Star Wars a Marder-y kind of thing? Was it more like a? No, it's, it's not. It's not a ship one. It's, no. it's inside. Got you inside. If 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 you, if you wanted to draw a bit more. Um, uh, probably GW uh, thing to it. It's probably um, maybe a bit space hockey. I don't know. Do they, maybe so, they so, see, I, I, I haven't really, you know, watched too much of it or yeah. gone too deep into it to give her. I mean, it's then it's like, it's like one of those ones. I think you're probably from what you're saying there. It's like I know the name and I've seen pictures, but I haven't really looked into it enough to 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 make a comment on it sort of thing it's a bit like it maybe i'm what you're saying there um is it um mantic's dead zone that seems a sort of more that kind of yeah so something yeah, like that. yeah yeah we're probably totally off there aren't we? <laughs> well we, we don't know it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's up to other people to educate educate us we can't do it all ourselves yeah and at no point there's yeah there's yeah, another caveat. At no point do we ever say that we're an expert in this in this hobby at all. We're just two blokes who like painting toy soldiers. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Torton of painting toy soldiers neatly links us into category number two. Right, we're hitting yeah. the segue so know, well. Yeah, it's only taken us a year to do it. I know. Well, and still, some people are saying we're still struggling. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe times, yeah. Anyway, top three mini stroke mini lines of 2020. Again, not necessarily stuff that's come out this year, but stuff that you've painted and enjoyed. Well, since I went first last time, you can go first for your top three this time, can't you? I will do. Yep. Um, my number three is um the um Perry twins brought out uh a new they brought well they brought out two French Napoleonic plastic sets. Um, there's like the line infantry and there's the elite infantry. Now I picked up the the French elite um, and the lovely. I mean the Perry's. You know what I mean? You know they're going to be the detail on them is going to be fantastic. Um, and there's just so much stuff in there. You you've got enough. There's like I think you've got six six bodies on each frame. Uh, each sprue. I think for each of those six bodies, there's four head options. So it's not like you you've got like sort of skimp on heads, um, or you know you might have like I know on on I think Vit- some Vitrix figures in the past I've I've got and I wanted like sort of the grenadier French grenadiers which are like you know the big bear skins and you can't do them all with the bear skins you've got to have you can only do like maybe a third because you don't get enough bear skin heads on all the sprues, but this there's enough. You can have them all with bear skins. You can have them all with the voltages, big long plumes, just fusilier sort of thing. So yeah, and there's umpteen different arm options and that kind of thing. Absolutely love them. Um, another addition to me, to me, to me like Napoleonic French, which is I've just chipped away at this year, but it's something I've really enjoyed doing. Um, the second 
choice is just a rel- well it's not a new one it's just it's kind of new because i got it when the kickstarter came out earlier on this year if not even the back end of last year um but obviously we had andy on and we we're talking about it andy hobdy on and that's the baron wars um figures now the the second kickstarter's just gone out so hopefully the the rules i think andy said the rules are going to be out for the the non-backers early on 2021 and obviously all the stuff that's been on the kickstarter so i can't wait to get my hands on that um painted but um sculpted by uh paul hicks um which ties into me number one choice which is the empress vietnam range which again is painted by uh sculpted by paul hicks uh, the back end of this year especially sort of like well actually from about (laughs) the summer onwards i I seem to only really be painting paul hicks figures i love them um love your sculpts they're just so characterful um the vietnam the empress vietnam stuff's beautiful um i mean i've mentioned this before it's always something i've been really interested in but never really had a range that i was that massively happier or there wasn't a big enough range you know you would look at stuff i mean gringo 40 do some stuff but they haven't got like an extensive range and then just empress this year have just been knocking like bringing stuff out for both the mva and us marines which i've been picking up i've still got some stuff i've still got some um mva to paint i've put them down for a little bit so but yeah i think again and again going forward i just want to get me me vietnam stuff i'm i'm love painting them um and that, that's i think that's definitely definitely my they were definitely my top figures for the year are the ones i've most painted as well i think consider i'm like i mentioned earlier on i'm, I'm easily distracted by stuff i've painted up i think 60 marines probably 40 mva um which could go for me all metal as well it's great just having a metal army i forget you forget how nice it is just having all metal army so but yeah so that's not that's gone on a, on the back burner a little bit just because of the stuff but um yeah i think i haven't i haven't yet organized them into sort of squads or anything i've just kind of painted them as the busters come in so i need to sit down and work out like what have i got what do i need and um hopefully when we can um i've got some mates who are interested in playing some vietnam bolt action or whatever rules we decide to go on hope it's bolt action because i can't be tutored any more new rules but um yeah that's that's my top three anyway mate right okay we're gonna have no copies yeah which is quite good makes for, makes for interesting listening i hope right so in uh third place now again this is going back to saying that we've already recorded this so i've actually made some changes mm-hmm. based on the conversation that we had before since so this is our second try but one that um, basically came to mind when we were doing the last one was the last two sets that we've had from Test of Honor. Yeah. So the Scouts and the So High Monks. I think that not only did the actual game itself take a quite big um, step forward with the, the release of the... Um, single campaign book try getting that word out you know, <laughs> um but i think that's a lot the quality of the um the miniatures that are coming direct from 
um, Graham have really stepped up as well over yeah. the last couple of boxes. So I'm, I know there was the, um, unlike the Allies at the end of 2019, which I think was the first box that was a, a, came a, out a with version two yeah. rules, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just really think that, you know, just to quality, I mean, you know, it's not to be um, disparaging to anybody else because, you know, the, the miniatures that we can get for that game are quite varied and, uh, you know, pretty much there is a, a a plethora of choices. I mean, you know, just going over the other side of the car park and into uh, to Andy's, Andy's storeroom because he's got the Warring Clans range that, that um, he was putting out when um, they first took the game from... Uh, well, first took the game back under their own two wings from Warlords and he was um, starting to put that out. But I just I just think for me, the, those last two those last two sets have been head and shoulders above um, a lot of the stuff. So, you know. And he's obviously, there's a couple of, you know, the new um, Azagaris with the big hand cannons and stuff like that. He's, yeah, he's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, well, um, the um, Eco Iki are coming out as well. Yeah, yeah, I think quite, there's quite some soon. So, isn't and they're not already out? Or I, soon? Do, I, I, do, I, I think he's he's he put the picture of them that they're coming. I don't think they're they're actually out at the moment. I think they might be coming in okay. very soon. Yeah. No, yeah, as I'm saying, well, that's I it. They were. I didn't think they were out. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're just maybe just on it. On the cards, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But but basically, I think they're ready to go. I think I think it's one of them ones. You know what I mean? It's just uh, just gearing up for when 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 he does kind of thing, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So second one is basically I've got back into because of doing all the um, YouTube um, kit bashing videos as well. That I really think. Although they were good in the first place, and everyone has, has set them as a standard, uh, I really think that so like, you know, Games Workshop has probably stepped up quite a lot with the quality of the um, miniatures that they've been putting out. Mm-hmm. Just, just from a hobbyist point of view, I'm, you know, I'm, we're, we're not players, so to speak. I mean, you know, this is going to be, like I said, this uh, next year is going to be my first time really ever trying you know, one of their flagship games out, but the quality quality of their sculpting and the quality of their product when it comes out has really been, you know, for my mind, has stepped up quite a lot. I mean, there's a reason. Is there, or so. There's a reason why they're the market leaders, and that's, you know, the, the, I mean, I, <laughs> I never want to come across as a as a as a GW basher because I've always enjoyed GW stuff, and obviously I work for them. But I always end up slacking them off, and I never mean to because the stuff is brilliant. And I, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one, mate. Yeah, I think because I was watching another um, podcast stroke YouTube channel, and they were talking about um, the people who actually buy stuff from Games Workshop, mm-hmm. and they were saying that actually there's, they've got a little bit of a um, a split between the people who buy stuff to play the game and the people who are just hobbyists. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I thought that, you know, that could be, you know, that's going to be probably more heavily based on people playing the game. 
Yeah. But I, you know, I was, I was surprised to to hear that GW say that it's it's twenty percent people who are actually playing a game, and eighty percent who are just hobbyists. Wow, that was surprising. So, but I, I don't know where they've got their, um, you know, where where they get their ability to assess the numbers, so to speak. You know what I mean? But yeah, it shot shot me a little bit. I mean, going back, I mean, I'm talking, it's 20 years since I went to Games Workshop. And it was the old, and it hasn't changed, you know, soon somebody walked in the shop, would be like, all right, mate, how are you doing? What arm are you collecting at the minute? And nine times out of ten, yeah, I mean, yeah, you would go, people would say, oh, yeah, I just get the paint. But, you know, the majority of people would be talking about them in a sort of gaming way. Now, that's 20 years ago, things might have totally changed well yeah things may well have totally changed because in that in that 20 years since i worked games workshop like sort of geek culture's massively changed so some people might there might be a hell of a lot more people out there who just literally do paint the mate so well it put it put me in my mind of something else that i heard before now um obviously you got the card game magic the gathering haven't you now, yes magic the gathering is a worldwide um phenomenon isn't it i suppose mm-hmm. you could you could put it down it's a game you know if, if you were to say magic the gathering to anybody in any game game store whether it's from here to timbuktu everyone will know what you're on about yeah now again i, I don't think it was it was last adepticon i think it was so that would have been back 2018 that the blokes who actually um put the game out said there's less than 5% of those people who ever play in an organised event, like an organised mm-hmm. tournament, even though when you see the amount of people who do turn up for those events and the amount of money that's actually riding on those events, you know, you could you could have a, career, a quite successful career if you were able to play that game well. You high know I mean? standard, yeah. yeah. Or high standard. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's that's not right because surely everyone who plays Magic plays it to play in these tournaments and, and win some stuff, but it's it wasn't. So so I don't think really that you can... Uh, a, lot just... of, a, lot, a lot of people maybe from outside see the game in a certain way or see the game in the way that you play it or mm-hmm. the company the way you enjoy it. And don't actually realise that how different an equilibrium it is between maybe what you do compared to what the majority of people are doing with with stuff, you know. Going back there, Magic, I'm sure. Um, have you heard of the game called Keyforge? In came out a couple came out a couple of years ago by yeah, Keyforge is the one where it's you know you you basically play with a. A set, set. in a pack of cards, and yeah. you, you play that set so many times, and then it can get re- retired, it, and yeah, they're all and unique it's, and in every single box and stuff like that. Yeah, it's done by the same guy who does who did Magic originally, and I think it was one, and I'm sure it was one of his reasons behind it was because you know there was all this kind of if you want to use a Games Workshop term, but like Codex creep, and you know what I mean, and it is like the fact that like you would bring out a set of cards. And then that was, you know, once you had your set of cards, and obviously it didn't often stop you spending another eight pound to buy another set of cards if you didn't like them ones. And that, it, it, but it wasn't that sort of like if you turned up to a tournament, 
and again it's it's again similar you are using the codex creep uh, analogy again it's sort of like it depends on what you can afford to buy in your army it was always like yeah you know the you know the the rich kid who turns up with like you know eight Lehman Russes was always going to be the kid who's got you know, you know 20 orcs and in, in like a handful of half baited snotlings it was always the same but that was one of the reasons behind it and maybe it was that that's a, a reason to get, get get out of that as well yeah maybe maybe yeah right so that was uh number two All right number one is uh probably the miniature line that got me through uh, first lockdown. I don't know. I can't remember which lockdown we're on now. I think we're on mm. number five or number six. I know people were joking <laughs> yeah. about lockdown to the revenge and stuff. God knows what we're on now. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Yeah. Um, but the miniature line that got me through that first lockdown was from our, our friends and Lovejoys over there at Oathsworn Miniatures, and it's the Burrows and Badgers. Yeah. I just think that. Every time I get one of those models, it actually makes me happy to do hobby on one of those models to get one of those painted to the point where it's a case of that if I had my choice and I had loads of different projects on my um, hobby bench, it would literally, if I got a package through from Oathsworn, that would take precedence over everything else that was on the table. Because and, I enjoy it that much. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think we've had this discussion before. Um, the opposite way around in a weird way. I love them. I absolutely think they're some of the nicest, you know, um, minis out there. But I love them so much that I get a bit scared to paint them. I think I've said that about some other figures. I think my Star Wars Legion stuff. But it was like, yeah, I mean, obviously, the Burrows and Badgers are, are, are like, you know, are, are streaks ahead of like the Star Wars Legion figures. But yeah, it's like, they, they, they are fantastic i really really and strangely enough it's not strange at all the majority of people when we've asked the question uh to the people on the website 90 percent have all said that their top top minis have been burrows and badges as well out and out winner favorite this year yeah because i because i have seen quite a lot of people in various different uh groups whether on discord whether on facebook or instagram etc etc that especially during 2020 there was a lot of um more sharing of their line of figures now i don't know whether it's a case of you know it's just through word of mouth that it's you know been what been one of those games that's actually i mean i don't, I don't want to say in a rough way but maybe it's it's slightly benefited from um the lockdown period you know about people maybe wanting to look at different projects etc etc because they yeah. want something to do or you know whether it's just you know that the people who have been into the game have had more time to be able to do some of their hobby and then share it with their friends and then that sharing has just allowed you know it to take off a little bit and you know hands down full round of applause to to the to the Lovejoys over there, you know what I mean. They knock it out of the park every time. So much so that yeah. they've got a new Kickstarter that they're gearing up to for the you know in the foreseeable future, which is going to be another big dent in my wallet at some point. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got uh, I've got some stuff. I've got some weasels I need to paint. Um, 
And again, there's more stuff, more stuff I want to do. We see, actually, I think Michael just painted up some stuff that's going to be the next Kickstarter. And it's like, a, um, now I can't remember. I think, was it an otter? An otter witch, witch hunter? That looked um, good. Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that... Um... Uh, yeah, there was, there was witch hunter. There was a there was, there was a, bat. a vampire bat as well. Bat, I said vampire bat, bat, yeah. And there was um, a hedgehog as well that I think it, it was the latest one that I've seen. Hedgehog with um, some kind of torch as well. Yeah, but I think that's that's the next the next lot are all going to be that sort of like necromancer uh, kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think that's where he's that's where he was gearing for. So I can't yeah. wait to see what he see what he comes up with. Sorry, that's 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 uh, can you hear that pinging? Can you hear no. it? Oh, it's all right. It's just been my headphone. It's Brad <laughs> sending us messages <laughs> on Messenger, and I'm like, shut up! Don't you know we're recording? He doesn't know we're recording. He's on the other side of the world. Um, well, that's, 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 where, that's where I'm lucky because I've got my phone, which has got me Messenger on it. So that's you know. Well, I've, I've, I've got me. I've got side. my phone. Yeah, I've got my phone and me yeah, um, um, on the on the laptop. I'm just going to ignore it as long as you we can't hear it or we're just not going to ignore it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I didn't hear it, but whether, whether it's going to come up, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. It shouldn't, because it's just in my ears, isn't it? So it's not coming yeah. out, of my, out of my mouth. Let's hope not, anyway. Um, again, another tangent, and all we're only in Category 2, we were talking about what to, what I wanted to sculpt if, you know, when I get into the Zed brush thing. Um, and again, I think we are talking to um, Michael when he was on the show about, obviously, the uh, anthropomorphic figures um and we're saying i think sally forth do i can't remember the name of them but they do like a, a science fiction i think it's like cats and rabbits that again they're, they're nice figures but not a patch on on michael's but um i was digging up through some some old books and graphic novels and i've got a the the uh, japanese manga one called um public's meow um which is anthropomorphic Vietnam. <laughs> so I think all the Americans uh, are rabbits. I think, oh, I can't remember, cats. I think the cats are the Vietnamese. I just thought myself, oh, that would be cool to do. But not obviously getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I've got to work out how to <laughs> make, make shapes before I can start. You know, well, learn to, learn to walk before I can run, let alone ride a bike or start doing stunts on it. So uh, that's just, anyway, something in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, mate, that could be cool. That could be yeah. cool. But no, as I say, Michael, Michael's stuff's... It is literally, you know, you know, friend of the show and everything like that, but it is literally some of the best stuff you can get your hands on if you've never... And again, you were saying about, you know, how a lot, there's loads of people who um, pick up GW stuff for the sake of painting. I bet there's a lot of people who pick up... Um, who won't necessarily pay burrows and badges who pick them up just because of the such a lovely figures to paint aren't they yeah i mean you know you could use it in anything can't you oh yeah yeah i mean you know, I, bet, I bet a lot of people use them for like sort of role playing that kind of thing they've got that sort of like role play miniature feel to them in a way might be a little bit yeah, yeah. they've all got that character to them so yeah yeah i can, I can say that mate. i can yeah. say that anyway category three top covid busting experience of 2020 now um you're first on this one aren't you mate yeah so, so number three on this um 
See, that, looking back at my notes now, it doesn't actually make much sense because I, I think I've changed. You've got my notes, have you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's all over the place. Now, I've got, I've got mine quite neatly down, written in my notebook, but it's, uh, I don't know what I... This is the one that I, I scratched out more than often. You know what I mean? So, um, right, the top three things I did to break the boredom of the, the COVID was... Um, number three is my go back over my fighting fantasy game books. Mm-hmm. I think if you know that that was basically it's the it's the ultimate solo gaming experience that you could probably have, and it, it stands the test of time. So you know you've got I don't, I, I, I don't even know how many um, different books there are now in the, in the actual series. I mean, I I finished counting about the last one I've got is about thirty. Yeah, because so that would be my my guess. Yeah. So, but I, I know there's there's a few more on top of that. I'd, I'd hate to hazard a guess, and I'm gonna have to have a, go and have a look once uh, you start with your list. So that was number three. Um, number two was um, I've, I've got it down as YouTube. No, it's, it's, it comes into two different areas. It's, it's not that uh, during the lockdown period allowed me to go and find a lot of other YouTube channels that do stuff that I was interested in to be able to um, learn different bits and pieces, view games that are you know, maybe interested in or didn't know actually existed in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's been quite nice to be able to have a bit more time to be able to get into it and go and have a look at things like that. I mean, I don't watch normal telly when I'm at, when I'm at home, when the kids are here, it's constantly Netflix because that's got all their, um, their programs that they like to watch. And when they've gone to the bed, I don't really want to watch another slot, you know, three or four hours of direct television. So sometimes I just have an odd, you know, battle report or a mm. whatever on a, on a sort of game, just to see if I can pick up bits and pieces from it or, or whatever. So, and um, the second bit is actually doing the YouTube for myself. It's been a bit yeah. of an eye opener last, last part of 2020 when I, when I took the, uh, took the, uh, Jumping off the the high board to try and you know put me put our stuff out there a little bit and it's to be quite honest so far it's not been too bad. It's been really good. I think it's done bad. a cracking yeah. job, mate. As I'm saying, uh, when hopefully I'm getting a new phone because like I've mentioned this, my my phone my phone was I should have got a new phone at the start of lockdown. So it's like it's a year, it's nearly a year past its best. So um, but yeah, it's something I I I, I and, you know. But what you're doing is really impressive, mate. It looks like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, obviously, I know you've done um, obviously podcasts and stuff before, and you've got me on to make you look amateur. <laughs> but um, you know, I would have thought, I mean, you, 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 YouTube is dead professional look to me. I mean, it does look like you've done it before. I mate, mean, it's, I know it's, it's, it's more, it's more um, luck than judgment, I think. Yeah. To be quite oh. honest, you know, there's there's obviously, you know, there's far better out there 
from from people who make a, a living out of it with a multiple camera setup. I mean, mine's it's literally the ca- literally the camera on my phone. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the, the hardest part is doing the voiceover over the top of it. You know, because I I need to work it a different way. Because I often do the video, edit mm-hmm. the video together, and then try and talk over the top as the video is going through. And doing like a sort I, of Dave Attenborough. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I think what what I should do, and what I've noticed a lot of other people do, is make you know, and and listening to other people that they come up with a script, record that first, and then edit the video to fit the script. Yeah, that you know would make I mean? sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, but there's bits and pieces in the uh, in in the proverbial fire ready for pulling out for 2021. One of the big ones that we're going to do going forwards, which I've already uh, talked to a few people about and everyone seems to think that it's quite a good idea. So so that's going to be coming in. Now, now that I've finished my Inquisitor Kill team, so it's, uh, you know, I, might, I need, a new, need a new project to do on the old uh, YouTube for 2021. So, and it'd be great to have you on board and, you know, so we could do uh, a video each a month and then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, the funny thing that I've been thinking of, I mean, I've not really mentioned it yet. Um, well, <laughs> a, meet, a discussion in the middle of a podcast, probably not the best bit. But obviously, you're doing a lot of your, your kit bashing bit, which is your thing. And obviously, I'm a bit more on my painting, so I thought, man, I might do some more painting tutorials, that kind of thing. But um, especially one thing I've noticed this year is that I've seemed to be very historical-based. You've been more fancy science fiction-based. So I don't know if that might be something I could do, like some maybe keep it that way for the for doing like podcasts, uh, not podcasts for doing YouTube stuff. So I'll do some like Napoleonic stuff. I mean, I did. Uh, I mean, I did remember I did the like the live painting thing on on the Facebook page yeah, yeah. ago, the Vietnam one. So I could do, but like something cut together a bit better would be because again the downside with painting, and again I suppose it's the same with. And you know, you're putting stuff together, there's a lot of dead time, isn't there? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to paint, you know, I'm painting this, uh, yeah, Lehman Rust tank, and uh, I'm going to paint it all green, you know, 15 minutes there, right? That's it, all painted green. <laughs> it's the filling yeah, in. No, bit, no, so, no, yeah. no, I've got to wait for so like, you know, three yeah. hours. I, I, I think so, like, you know, I, I'd never, to be quite honest, I'd never want to do a, a painting video because I think you have to be really good at editing to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? So to make to make it flow a little bit better. But at the end of the day, mate, to be quite honest, I don't care what you do as long do as yeah. as, as long as you you know as long as you want to do it, and if you find it interesting and can you know, yeah. and it's interesting to you, then hopefully it'd be interesting to other people as well. So that's half the battle at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, last or last first? Is, or first. <laughs> yeah. First. Last of the first or first of the last, whichever way around you want to talk about it, is um, Tabletop Simulator. Yes. Now, again, it's probably something that, you know, that I would never have considered beforehand. But I think, you know, not only for myself, but for a lot of people as well, Tabletop Simulator during lockdown period has been a very, very um, worthwhile experiment, so we say. And so much so that it's still stuck on my computer, and I still now and again go um, on it just to see what's what's round and about. But I think it's a very useful tool and a very useful way to be able to link up with other people as well. So it's been really good. 
Yeah, I mean, it was something that I, I toyed with the idea of, well, again, I think, I mean, I've spoken to you about this and I was speaking to Matt about it because I know he was really into it. Um, But I'm sitting, obviously, at home in my dining room working all day on my laptop. And then to it's that kind of like when I switch off my laptop, at five o'clock that's me laptop switched off so i think in a, in a way my, my laptop's become me works tool and um and I, I, it's i think that's the thing that's sort of pulled us away from the idea of doing it just literally because it feels too much like work Um, it might be one of those things i might be the person who's actually playing tabletop simulator after lockdown <laughs> because i won't be stuck in the house playing on the computer so but yeah it's i mean i know i mean i know you really enjoy doing it and um it has it's again there's been so many different and again i'm going to touch on this with some of mine but different ways people have looked at how to play games isn't it i think it's just good as well give um i mean i didn't realize how many games are actually on there to be, to be able to to play i mean you know to be quite honest you can find probably any game on there yeah, and it's just—I I think it's just a useful tool when you're actually getting into games as well, that you can maybe go on and try them before you actually go out and spend your money on them to see if it's something that you will enjoy. You know the I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know that. I know. Yeah, going back, to Matt, he's played a lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol on it, and again, it is a good way uh, to learn the rules in a way with, like, you know. Rather than having to set, because I think sometimes that's one of the chores of of playing solo is sometimes you kind of go, oh, can I be cheap to set everything up just to play against myself? Uh, but when you just can just you know do it with you know somebody else on the on a computer and there's no setup time, you don't have to clear the dining table and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's that element as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, one of them. come on then. What's on your yeah. list then, mate? Well, again, this is probably the, the, the one that's probably kind of closest. You know, we're saying we haven't had any sort of match, you know, um, matches so far. But uh, my, 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 my third one is, like I've just mentioned, they're solo gaming, but more primarily board games. Um, even even having the odd game with the, with the wife as well. Um, we mentioned Jaws earlier on. Um, but I've got a couple of games. I've got Hellboy. I've got Mansions of Madness. Um, last Christmas, you mentioned the fight, um, the fighting fantasy books. Um, I got the Escape from the Dark Castle, which is essentially the same sort of thing. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a card, it's a card game, but you play it. You turn over the card for the next chapter, sort of thing. You shuffle it beforehand atrociously hard <laughs> but it's really good it, the thing you i don't know if you i think we might have mentioned it in the past but i don't know if you know what it looks like but like the artwork's very reminiscent of like the fighting fantasy books have obviously been really really um uh influenced by it but that's that's i've enjoyed doing that uh, and again that's sort of we mentioned about christmas i got the um lost expedition game which is can play solo or co- cooperatively as well that's the other thing it's like playing cooperatively it's as i'm saying when i've been playing um well not playing jaws she's always the shark um but <laughs> like hellboy and stuff like that she's had the game with hellboy which i think she quite liked um but yeah it's that cooperative kind of 
game, um, which is good to play. Um, my second second choice is a funny one. Um, I, I've since getting back into the hobby. It sounds like I always keep saying this, but it's it's like years ago. Now. It's five six years, but um, I've really struggled with rules. I like what kind of mentioned about reading 40k for the first time in x amount of years and struggled with the nuances but i think it was october or september this year um i knew i was due a pair of new glasses but i actually got a new pair of glasses and then realized how chronically blind i was when we closed up so i've just been the last couple of months really really like plowing through rule books and just get you know the bun like you know the background on stuff but one thing that I'm I've been really into um is obviously tabletop stuff, but I've really got back into the idea of um playing RPGs, um, which is what my number one is. Um actually I may as well go up and so like my number one is I've been most Mondays playing Dungeons and Dragons with like a bunch of old mates. It's guys the guys I saw work with in games workshop I've stayed really good mates with. Um but yeah, just from playing D and D I've just got this kind of like so I've, I've picked up a couple of other sort of um, rules I'm fancy and again it's it's I've been looking at more the scenarios and the sort of like the background I've I've, I've did the Hellboy um, role play Kickstarter with Mantic that's again I think that should be coming very soon so I'm looking forward to playing that that's that's using the like you know the 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 um, fifth edition engine um the what else was that been playing oh i haven't been playing it's there's a game that osprey brought out called the romance of the perilous land which is like a, a um a role-play game set in mythic england sort of king arthur and robin hood and all that kind of stuff but it's just i like the idea of that um i've just picked up a um a rule book called the dark places again another one that uh osprey have done which is essentially playing sort of 1980s sci-fi so you can play like um alien or oh, what's the name of the film man i keep wanting to say cool runnings but that's about a jamaican bobsleigh team uh silent running <laughs> the different film altogether but yeah that kind of sort of like and it's um because i know you um yeah, well, that's the one. That's the one you sent me for Christmas. Wasn't Christmas, it? wasn't it? Yeah, and I don't have a, yeah. a look through it, but the the rules themselves are really, really basic. But I think it's really... it, remi- it reminds me a lot of um, a, a game that I come across um, a couple of years ago, which was um, Cthulhu Hack. Yeah, yeah. I've not about, played it, but it's, it's, yeah, it, it it seems to be based on a bigger game like th- th- this one. I mean, w- when you read through it, it is very aliens, but it's. Um, it's also a bit uh, event horizon as well. That kind yeah. of that kind of feel to it, you know. It's very, so it's, I think it, it's very much it says it's it's more about telling the story than necessarily rolling the highest dice, which I quite like the idea of. Um. So yeah, that's that's an interesting little. So yeah, that's been me. That's been me. Um. Me top three. Uh, for that one, but yeah, I've just really enjoyed it. again. I, I I never really, I never really saw myself getting back into to. Or like role play games, other than say like on oh, a computer game, you know, a computer version of it, which is not totally different. But again, it's it's you know we mentioned earlier about 
different ways of playing and your know, different things. And again, just one of me, me mate Margot who fancies playing Dungeons and Dragons. I went, eh, go on, give it a shot. And it took us a little while to get me head in around it because it's a long time since I've you know played it and they've all played it a bit more than me. But like now I, I, I'm really really enjoying it. So that's definitely definitely been a one for me anyway. So hopefully and again. Two of them live down in Nottingham, two of them work so work for GW down in um head office. So, you know, we'll see see each other like once in the blue moon. So it's a good way just to keep keep in touch with your mates other than talking bollocks on Facebook, isn't it? So I think I'm definitely carrying on with that. So but looking at what other people have been seeing, again, playing D and D's up there. Um Dave Munro's put here regular Zoom painting sessions, which I like the idea of. It's something I haven't massively done. Um, building terrain. Um, Alfonso's put that on. Uh, D&D. I mentioned D&D. A lot of people have been painting huge amounts of figures and keeping records of them. Uh, again, um, Matt's painted over 700 figures. Les has painted approximately 500 models. I started kind of adding up what I had done. I must have painted. I mean, but I don't think I've necessarily painted any more than I would have done. I mean, I paint a lot anyway, um, and I paint. I'm paint. I'm not painting through the day. I'm well, occasionally, yeah, but don't tell anyone at work. But um, I'm pretty much painting. Like I said, like I'll sit and paint while my wife's watching. Coronation Street and EastEnders, and so I'll just sit there painting the way. So I'd paint exactly the same amount, probably exactly the same amount as I would do if there was, if there wasn't a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the same with me. I mean, you know, my the amount of paint is based on my financial situation, so it's not like you know, I I purposely gone out and bought far more models and well done because I wouldn't get them painted anyway because I'm, I'm like you mate I, I don't get to, I, you know I can't constantly paint so I need to be doing other stuff as well yeah you know my, my hobby is not just about doing the painting which a lot of people do get the do get their um their benefit from so fair play to input to do I mean, so like you know do a couple of figures during the year would I think I think be my maximum. Maybe not even touching three figures, but to do like Matt's putting on about seven hundred odd and five hundred from other people. I, I I don't know, mate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic if you can do it. I was saying. I mean, I, I know. I mean, the 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 big project this year has been me 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 Vietnam, and I know I've done sixty plus Marines, and I know I've done. 40 plus MVA, but that's only over a couple of months. So I know, you know, put it that way, I know I've painted like 100. It, well, obviously, I've painted way more than 100, but, you know, I, I can I can sort of quantify exactly I've done at least 100 of one lot of stuff. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, it's, it's um, I might sit down and see and see what I, what I, what I have done. And again, it's remembering, though. I can't necessarily remember. Actually, you know, I tell a lie. I can't tell you exactly because this notebook, because me, again, Matt's getting a lot of uh, airtime this um, this episode, but because I think, didn't he yeah, do it last he's, year? Yeah, he's, 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 he's sending messages backwards and forwards on the on the group chat. Yeah. I've told, I've told him that we're talking about him, so yeah. it's, uh, yeah. 
but yeah, the start. I think last year he started. He he added up everything he did last year, and I I thought myself, oh, I'm going to do that this year, and I'm sure in my little my little notepad here. Yeah, got, he, uh, he, I think I think he did. He was he was aiming at the model of the day. That so was, it was it. The, yeah. It was the 365, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's and he's, then he said, oh, I'm going to do it again this year, and he says, but it's wasn't it a leap year this year or was it? Or Would it not? be? Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Was it yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So yeah. basically, he had to do one more or one less. I don't, I don't know which way, which way it works out. Yeah. But you know, but like you say, I mean, he's he's saying that he's, you know, he's touching on seven hundred. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've just called him a, a crazy fool. Not, not, <laughs> not really, not really one of the language that I wanted to use, but uh, <laughs> you know, something along that, something along those lines. But fair play to him. Yeah. I, I, this is this is this is obviously Wednesday the fifteenth of January, so I'll probably be painted for you know fourteen days before this anyway. So on the fifteenth of January, I painted the um, funny enough we're talking about the um, unlike the allies, I painted the hostess. Then on the sixteenth, I've painted again. I presume this is when I've finished them. I was the dessert at Azagari, two street judges, and uh, Judge Dread, and then never recorded another single one all the all the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy because I've got you know countless amount of notebooks right next to me, amongst me me hobby stuff. It would not really be too much of a stretch to actually note down what I've done. I might actually do it this year. We should do I'll even just twenty twenty one. Yeah, just do it as like even between like we're gonna like say like even even between shows and we're gonna have a little record of what we've done and. I said, but I'm terrible. I've always been that like person who always wanted a diary, always always get a diary for uh, for Christmas and go, oh, I know, I'll do a diary this year and get about your fifteenth of January probably, and that was the last entry. <laughs> Never ever read read it. Months and months and months of just playing playing pages. I had a got um, in the in the what I was gonna say just in the year two thousand. I got a a two thousand AD. They did a special two thousand AD big format. Um, diary, and I thought to myself, oh, I think someone got it for Christmas. And I mean, I don't know if it's worth anything, but again, oh, I'm going to use this one. And again, filled in the first two pages with junk and appointments, and never used it again. I thought to myself, if I'd just left that, it might have been worth something. So, and I've good so you know, so it's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I'm going to do. If I do do it, there's a reason why I want to do it, and because I'm going to be maybe flitting through um projects at different stages in year because i because i never like to do one project for any prolonged amount of time because i i'm aware that i'd get a little bit um burnt out by it well not burnt out but a little bit complacent with it and i might just you know just go off the ball with it a little bit so what I want to do is do it that I actually use it as a, a painting diary to note down like different colours and you know combinations of stuff I've used yeah. for various models. So I've always got something that if I don't paint um, a certain model for a couple of weeks or a month or so or a couple of months or whatever, that I've always got a record of going back to, well, how did I, what did I use to get to that point? I mean, I know it's, it's it's something that a lot of people do talk about. Yeah. And I've never really, never really, you know, piqued me interest to actually do. But I'm I'm thinking, 
you know, looking at stuff that we're going to get into later in the different categories, I think it's something that I might well make use of going forward. Um, I mean, this year, how I've been predominantly using uh, contrasts, and there's a few figures I've I've looked at. I mean, when I paint, it's some, well, some stuff I've re or not repainted, but painted other figures in it. Like I did my um, some of my Warren State Azagari, and I've worked out a way how to paint them using predominantly contrast. But there's a lot of metals on, so I've got to use ordinary metallic paints. But they've come out, you can't really tell the difference. But the stuff like my old, the old So High Warlord um, monks, and I've got some uh perries and work nicely together and i painted probably about two-thirds of them and i've got the rest of the do from about two years ago and i probably could sit down and look at them and work it out but it would be nice not to have to think sort of think if i've already made that record of them wouldn't it so yeah that's it's a little little painting diary would be a good thing to have really yeah i mean Mm. like i said it's not as if i haven't got you know various books even you know and an odd sided dice notebook as well, which I got when we did the uh, when we did the stickers for ourselves, so we could yeah. hang everything up and stuff like that. So actually, I've got my my one on the back of my phones now, so worn out. I'm going to have to stick another one on there. Well, there you go then. There you go then. Actually, man. I'm not because I'm waiting to get my new phone. Then I can stick another new phone. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, right. We're going to category four anyway. This is probably where we're going to have a lot of things which are similar, which is well, uh, I, 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 I think I think with this one, what we'll do. Well, so I think we did this on the um, the attempt that should not be named. Yeah, I think, I think we went through it, and I think we were we were pretty much like for like on this one. So we'll just With it, yeah. I mean, it's it's top thing, top three things that we've missed out doing in twenty twenty. So, and again, everyone else who's contributed on on Facebook page has pretty much said exactly the same things. Yeah. And, and it's in that in 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 that it sort of shows game and salute in my case. It was like the Games Expo in your case, wasn't Games it? Games Expo, like, mine, yeah. Yeah. And again, it was then it was it was those were the two main things were yes, shows and events, but it was specifically saluting the Games Expo. I think it's just which one's your favourite one. Um and like I said to you, it's like my salute trip with the boys. Again, it's the guys I play been playing D and D with. But it's a big weekend thing for us. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Now, now I've I've never been to Salute, so that goes to show you. It's I could good. I could actually prefer Salute over the Games Expo, but I I don't think I would. Well, you've got the benefit that it's around the corner from you as well. That's, yeah, literally, I'm, t- I'm 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 ten fifteen minutes away yeah. from the NEC where the Games Expo is. So yeah. I mean, what we've got. I mean, you're being sort of fairly central of the country. You have got. Obviously, I mean, you've still got, you know, it's still a decent amount of travel for you to get to sort of Nottingham or you've got there, uh, you know, or Newark where, you know, we've got Partizan and stuff like that. Um, but unfortunately, up in the northeast, we haven't got many big shows. Um, there's uh, Bald, Bald Park. Oh, it's the, it's, it's your, the one that held in York, which is always like the first big event of the year. Um that's a good one. But we'll have we've got the Border Reavers, which we always is a great little show, but it's a proper little little show. So that's why we always make this big big and it's a big weekend, you know, where you quite often I think this year we'd even thought about because I'm saying Mal and Gary live down in Nottingham, so we'd even thought about going down a day earlier 
having a day in Warhammer World, then travelling down the next day to salute, having that uh, to London, then have a night in London, then salute the next day, then all coming home. But can't happen. It's not going to happen. And I don't think. Again, I think salutes penciled in for early April, and as we start the year, and everyone's in the super high tier, and I know we've got vaccines coming in, but obviously, I can't see yeah mate it's yeah. not going to happen because um adepticon have already pulled theirs for this year haven't they and they're Somebody, you know it's, 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 it's quite close at the time yeah wasn't it hammerhead have already pulled as well mm. well put it this way as i'm saying you normally for from family if, for me birthday i normally just ask for for money because it just goes in the pot to go to to um for for salute but this year it's all it's all going to be spend on probably Marvel crisis protocol <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah 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 but it's like you know, we'll get i'm sure i'm when we all got sent home on the 24th of march we'll probably all thought well this will all be sorted out in a fortnight's time won't we so as we you know we're, we're getting closer with a, a, a year of it it's nice this and, and everyone is sort of say oh 2021 will be much better well hopefully it will be but i've got a feeling a lot of 2021 will be much of the same i'm no expert that's just my own opinion but hopefully going forward to 2022 let's hope we're in a better place and you know i've got a bit more normality and i know hope hopefully some part of next year is going to be a lot a lot better and you know get rid of this i mean because at the end of the day stopping us playing war games but it's 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 a lot more it's a lot more devastating than some people yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. definitely yeah yeah, so so that was the one. The other one that um, I know is on both our list, and it's um, probably one of the big ones that people have mentioned was the not being able to get together and actually play with other people. Yeah, yeah. So that, um, that's you know, as gaming people, that is going to be pretty much number one on any on anybody's list about the things that you missed. One of the things. Sorry. Mate. One of the things that I was going to be like, kind of the things I wanted to do this year was get a bit more in, uh, like, there's a couple of clubs locally, which I've never really bothered with clubs because when I worked in GW, we always just played in store. So just get a bit more involved with playing with other people, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, I've got some great friends who I play with, but we play a lot of the same games, games we all like. But, um, like, getting into more, like, historical sort of games that i want to play that they're not so bothered about so but yeah that's not happened as well so we'll see yeah and i I think the i mean the last one i've got on my list is i always try and at least once a year to go up to nottingham yeah if it's just for a couple you know for a day or a couple of days normally i try to go up for the weekend but if i can i can jump on a you know, jump on the train in Birmingham and be in Nottingham Station in half an hour, 40 minutes. So, yeah. you know, just to go for the old trail around the um, the lead belt triangle as it is up there between Leighton and um, the other big building up the road, which seems to have everyone in the car park from various yeah. companies and stuff like that. So. You know, so that, that's that's one of the, that's the probably the last thing that I've actually missed being on my list for the uh, the free for this category. Well, when when we get sorted, you know what we should do? We should try and organise just. I don't mean just me and you. Maybe like see if anyone else wants to try and 
you know, because Nottingham's fairly central, isn't it? So we should say, you know, who fancies coming up and or down or across <laughs> to Nottingham for a... I mean, we should make a bit of a weekend of it, shouldn't we? And, like, just do that and... It's a thought, anyway. So, uh I'm, I'm actually just saying how long it'll take me. I don't know if I can get yeah, it Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Well, you should be able to, shouldn't you? Yeah, More or less, anyway. Yeah. Oh, like, I think so. We invented the bloody train, didn't we? <laughs> I think I might, you know, you can't be done. George yeah. Stevenson. Um, yeah, and I'll just I'll just put it out there because uh, Andy Hobday said we can all stop at his house as well. Ah, brilliant. We don't have to pay for a hotel, so if he's listening. Well, even if he's not listening either, so like, you know, if he doesn't respond to that, that means it's a done deal. I'm so sure we'll Andy... Just, just turn I'm up. Sure. I'm sure Andy also said he lived about an hour out of uh, <laughs> hour out of Nottingham as well, so he probably have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be one of them ones, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, oh. well, maybe yes, maybe. Well, it, it, it's so. Let's see, see what it see what it rolls in. Yeah. Maybe like later on in the year, we'll try and we'll try and do something maybe. Three hours. Three hours not take me to get Nottingham on the train. Oh, I tell you what, rubbish living up here. No, 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 mate, mate. Is that is that if you left now? Uh, no, that's if I leave at uh, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, if I leave now, oh, it's good. If I uh, next, actually, well, no, leave, the next next now, trains, two days. Two yeah, days. next next train's four forty-four tomorrow morning, and I would get in at seven fifty-three. So that oh, was still about the same sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. Right, right. oh, it can be sorted out. As always, right. there. It's because you're still using steam train or steam power up there. Yeah, we right. still. As I St. George Stephen yeah. invented the rocket, we have still just that's the only. You still got it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some bloke with a shovel up front. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a man. There's a man in front still walks on the lines with a red flag. <laughs> 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 oh dear, oh dear. I can cast dispersions because you're from there. Yeah. All, you know. um, right, come on. Let's get into category five then. Cause category five. Because last two, yeah, last yeah. two. So, um, right. Top three paints used in 2020. This is a great straightforward one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, me, so, I think it's me. Is it, well, is it me first? I'll, I'll just I'll, go on. Then. My, you, you just go. You just go. My number three is um, Citadel Iron Warrior, which is like their darkest um, metal, uh, as in silvery metal. It's the thing I used all the time for for good metal. It's darker than lead belcher, coat of known oil over the top of it, and it's uh, again on the episode that that shall never be mentioned or aired <laughs> um i think i mentioned that it's that so many people have quite silvery guns on the figures which is again it's up to you how you want to do it but you know i mean the the metals on special modern weapons is is never really it's quite dull and again it was a paint you mentioned wasn't it about uh, like it, it almost makes it look like a galvanized steel isn't it yeah, sort of thing. That, that's that's the, the one that was going to be on my list it's um the vallejo gunmetal blue yeah. So Again, we both we both had a, a paint for painting guns on it. Yeah. Uh, you went for the more um, like the dark, really dark silver. I went for the more um, what they call the blued steel. Blued steel. And again, I think a lot of the guns. Yeah. It was then painting M16s because you think about M16s, that I always think of them just as a black gun, but there is metal parts on them, but they're very very dark. They're probably painted black actually, but it's like chipping and wearing, isn't it? So. That's that's kind of when I, I did discover it, obviously. Um, but it, I think it's relatively new. I think it only came out maybe earlier on this year. Or oh, it's like an old one that hadn't had out for a while. But it's again, it's just totally off my radar. It was one of the guys in um, 
games where I upset. said, oh, I've seen that. Oh, that is nice. Very nice. Um, second one, Flesh Terror Red Contrast Paint. That's like the dark red. Um, painting some Star Wars Legion this year, but not doing white Stormtroopers, doing red ones. That's been what I've primarily been using for their armor, so I've used a lot of that. And number one is a cop-out because it's actually two paints, but I've used them probably equally as much, and that's Creed Camo and Militarum Green contrast paints, which I've used in equal amounts on my Vietnam figures. So I couldn't work out probably which one I'd use the most, so I thought, I'm just going to stick them both on. <laughs> yeah, just green contrast paint. Yeah, green take, contrast take, take your choice from the list above. Yeah. Yeah, one of them ones. Yeah, so the only one we copied on was like obviously the um, the gun color, but I've got only I've only got one contrast paint on my list, and it's my go-to for anything wooden. Yes, and that's uh, wormwood. It is I, fantastic. I, I think that's that's a spectacular, you know, one of those the, the contrast paints, and it's I, I use it constantly on I've various got, bits and pieces. You know what I mean? So. I think we've said this before, but I think that's the standout for me of of the range of contrasts is the browns they're just they're, they're all pretty good they the i found with contrasters is some you'll find they're not so good and some which aren't and i think the only brown which i'm not 100 percent on is the side is it the cyborg not cyborg cygo brown i'm gonna save this on here because my paints are actually in here they uh no but it's 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 the dark it's the other dark brown but it doesn't you know sometimes the the paints don't do you know what i mean when i use a contrast paint and it sort of splits yeah, yeah. And you get you get the contrast well that one doesn't split as much but the the witch is it which wood wormwood wormwood that's it yeah that's that is yeah wood wouldn't yeah you know I mean, it, it, yeah it, it's that one and it's closely followed up by the uh red you were talking about for me the um either that flesh terror one or the blood angel one blood is angel. the other one isn't it yeah, yeah. The, i like the blue angel ones it's, it's got that little slightly bit more of a orange hue to it doesn't it but the the flesh the the flesh terror is lovely something like that so yeah yeah and and then number one on my list was uh, going back to Vallejo again. It's beige red. Now the this, I mean, we we talked about it. It's about the most used paints for to, for twenty twenty. And this one is my most used paint because it is part of every single skin tone that I ever do. Yes. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's the, the uh, one that like the final highlight color for a darker skin tone. Or whether it's like the base coat, if I was going towards a lighter skin tone to finish at some point, whether it's a highlight or whether it's a base or whether it's a mid-tone, etc., etc., will appear in every single skin tone that I do. Mm. So, you know, although I don't maybe use much of it, it's always one of the paints that I use on every model. So, yeah, you know. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. It's, it's probably similar like Kiss uh, uh flesh. Um, I use that a lot. Again, it's because it's a really light flesh, and I'll use that a lot for my highlights, especially when I'm using the contrasts. And it's sort of a nice, it's a nice finish, but just that little extra light bit, you know, tops and noses, brows, that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, it's always nice that one to have. 
but yes, I've never I've never used. I, I, yeah, I primarily always use sit down pins just due to the fact that I work down the road from games workshops. <laughs> it's easier for us to pick up stuff, but um, yeah, Valeo stuff start to creep in, so I might give that one a definite go. I like the. I think the thing I like about Valeo is when they do the sets of paints. I've, I've often there's the you know they do like a flesh set, don't they, with like a dozen, ten, a dozen different flesh tones in, and it's like especially painting historical stuff. You know, everyone's got the same flesh tones, um, but the wouldn't. You know what I mean? And then that's I'm doing that a lot more in my Vietnam stuff because obviously there's a lot more. You know, obviously the Americans, there's everyone from every nation in the world in America, isn't there? So uh, they try to put that bit of variation in. Um, but yeah, it's that's yeah something I think I'll I'll, I'll definitely look into. Um, yeah, actually, I'm, 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 I was quite I was quite surprised about how many companies do those boxes, like those sets of a single tone. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't realise it was quite as widespread as it was because Vallejo do it. Green Stuff World do it, um, um, Ammo do it, um, and there's plenty, plenty, plenty of others who, who do it as well. For, uh, Foundry you know? don't they do the, the quote a trier, don't they? And it's like yeah. three, yeah. two, three, like a light, a, a medium, a light, a medium, and a, a darker version of one tone. And one thing I had, and I had started doing it with Vallejo, is when I was running out of a, like say I did it with a red. I think it was my fist on red, which is like the base sort of like the, what our class is like the mid red in game like Citadel so I got and again I haven't got them here but there was sort of like I got because obviously a, a pot of Vileo works out a lot cheaper than a, a pot of GW so rather than buying a new GW I bought three reds so I've got a, a light a medium and a so and a, again I've just been using contrast so I've never I've never really uh gone back to doing that but i should do because it's a good little thing i do want to get painting properly again that's one of the things i want to do a bit more proper painting not, as in not using contrasts and, as much but um you're gonna have to something else you're gonna have to put on your um birthday list then mate you're gonna have to get yourself one of those um nail varnish bottle shakers aren't you yeah yeah definitely <laughs> try, try and mix all this stuff up that you've had on the shelf that's probably coagulated at the bottom and no actually it's a high heaven it's funny. I, I've uh, I was talking with mate. I mean, I do use a lot of them because again, I use a lot of them still for like highlights and stuff like that. But um, a, a friend of wait, it's like a friend of a friend still with mate, and he just messages out the blue a couple of weeks ago. It was last last week, and he kind of got into Blood Bowl a few years ago, and that was all he really played. Um, and he just messages and said, oh, "I'm thinking of getting rid of these." Do you? Do you want them? And there was maybe about two dozen, two dozen paints, and you know the all set down ones. I could tell that all ones I had. And I thought to myself, and it was like, oh, cheers, cheers, mate. But like, I literally just don't have the storage space to store paints I've already got. But I said to them, I says, you know, when I when I like, I had 15, 15 years out of the hobby and came back, I started painting with my old paints. I was still. You know, so there was the odd ones which were still which you you couldn't use, but a lot of them were like perfectly fine still. So yeah, I think I'm I think I'll be all right. We'll have to wait and see. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, just going to see what other people had mentioned about paint. Um, AK Interactive, so not necessarily a specific one. Um, Snakebite Leather, 
Seraph and Sipia, that's a one for I always use that for my you know talk about flesh stones, I always give them a quote of that for me uh Test of Honor figures. Um Zandri Dust, that's always a classic, Lead Belcher, uh Agrax Earthshade, um Olive Drab. No no oil. No, that's always a classic, isn't it? No oil. But uh yeah, that's what everyone everyone else has been using throughout this year. So anyway, the last question is a look forward rather than a look back, mate. It's um top three games, minis, ranges of figures that you're looking forward to getting your hands on in twenty twenty one. I'll let you go take this one first. Yeah, the easiest one. And again, I think this is the one. The easiest one. Yeah. The, the, the one that, I, you know, I couldn't stop at three. Yeah. So, right. So, I'm going to do um, two we've already basically addressed uh, before. So, Baron's War, mm-hmm. definitely on the list. That's my number two, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next Kickstarter that we mentioned for Burroughs and Badgers. Yeah. So, those two are on the list. Um well, I'll, no. tell you what, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just, my, my number three is just more stuff from Empress for the Vietnam because I think, if I remember rightly, our number one's exactly the same, so we may as well both talk about it at the same time, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got that. Um, so I'm going to throw another two in before we get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, obviously Star Wars Legion now moving from FFG to... Uh, mine's gone blank. Uh, Mass, uh, Mass Effect. Uh, no, Mass, uh, Atomic Mass games. Atomic Mass. Um, yeah. So, obviously, they're going to be getting a bit of a push, hopefully, in their release schedule, maybe. We'll see, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see what's coming up there. I mean, obviously, we've a lot of um, emphasis put on, you know, what's maybe got a lot of people more infused about um, Star Wars over the last. There's got to be a Mandalorian set coming at some point. And going forward next year, there's a lot of new Star Wars yeah, a lot coming of new out on the telly, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, I know a lot of it is done by, you know, um, Brad's favourite company over there, um, Scoreforge Studios. So I know they're yeah. they're they're on it, but obviously, you know, there's not nothing like getting a, a an official set with all the the cards and bits and pieces in there as well. So. You've always got to support the actual game designer as well, haven't you? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, so no, so it's just going to be interesting which way it goes. To be honest, um, the other one was um, uh, obviously the Warhammer community in the lead up to Christmas had their their little sneak preview advent calendar type thing. Um, I, I know they did their their you know their Christmas Day reveal and he was talking about the um uh, the new 40k set that's coming the the slanesh stuff that's coming but on that there was a couple of little pictures that pointed towards something about uh an inquisitor tie-in yeah somewhere along the line so you know i'm interested to see what that is um a lot of people have you know ventured an opinion about what it is one of the one of the main ones is that uh, we've um, kill team may be getting a bit of a um, like the road trader box set as was. Maybe they're going to bring out another version of kill team, which is based on the more um, Inquisition. That'd be nice. Which which would be quite good. Since as as I've now got a full 
Inquisition mm-hmm. kill team ready to go onto the table. So that'd be nice to be uh, nice and easy to do. I hope they don't mess it about too much. And the, then, yeah, I was going to say, of course, they've been dropping the stuff about Old World as well. The new, the the yeah, yeah. map, didn't they? Yeah, uh, have I heard rumour that's going to be on a more epic scale? Or was just, that's just someone's uh, pipe dream and a little bit of a wish listing on it? I don't know. Um, because essentially it'd be like Warmaster, won't it? I don't know. Um, I mean, it'd be cool if it was. It would be, but then I'd like them to go back. To, I'd like them to go back to the way it was in the first place. I've never said that before on this podcast before. No, not at all. Not at all, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't know. I think initially, the, I think initially it was talk of having going back there twenty-eight mil. But um, oh, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. see what yeah. Done, yeah. Um, and then do, do you want to do your number one? Do you want to, because I've spoken for a little bit now, so go on. Well, I think both mine and yours is the new offering that's going to be coming out in sometime in the new year, I believe, uh, from Footsaw, which is Coven, which yeah. is Andy and uh, John Wigley, who's again, talking of X Games Workshop, who was the man behind all the images in the Mordheim, well, not just the Mordheim book, but like pretty much all that lovely dark gritty sort of uh, stuff he's the i mean and he's been dropping loads of stuff uh images i i i, I don't think there's been any physical figures shown yet has there mate but uh the, the, it's uh, like I, this... I, I think i think there was one wasn't there one of the um one of the witches in it possibly uh, i think there was one I, I haven't seen many more but i'm, I'm sure i've seen one somewhere yeah. where it's one that's um andy's shared with us on the sly because we know um, he can never keep a secret yeah it might be actually but it's like it's 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 all sort of like slavic and very dark and it's like hansel and it's a bit yeah it's a bit sort of like hans christian anderson gone really wrong hasn't it so that i'm um, it just loved yeah I was, I, mean, I was i was trying to describe it to a friend of mine and uh, i was trying to think of a um a decent so like film analogy yeah. for it i would have said the witch well, is the most sort of yeah, relevant sort of maybe but you know looking at the the way they're going with it being the more slavic thing i said well if you think about van helsing but without van helsing in it yeah, yeah. It's just about it's all like the gypsies against the, you know, the, the creatures of the night mm. and all that and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So, whether that I, I know it doesn't encompass it either because you know Van Helsing was a fucking rubbish film anyway. But you yeah. know. but the um again not necessarily. I mean I don't know if you've watched the Witcher TV series, which I'd highly recommend if you haven't. But the 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 video game specifically Witcher Three is incredible and the books as well um which obviously they're all based on but again it's all um i think is it the first book which is all short stories but if you read you start you're reading through these and you're kind of going hold on this is sleeping beauty <laughs> but it's like really dark and again it's like it, you, you, this, the story is like you know it it's twisted and very much but again it's all that um you know, monsters in the forest and witches and because uh, it's Polish as well, the Witcher originally the, the the original author. So it's got that kind of sort of uh, northern European, northeastern European sort of sort um, mythology going on. But um, 
yeah, that's that's what I've mentioned to a couple of people about. That's my, but I think Andy, I think we, I mentioned the word Witcher to Andy when he was on, and he was kind of, yeah, but yeah, there's other stuff going on as well, which obviously it's not just going to be, it's their own thing, isn't it? So I can't can't wait. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think, I, I think so. I can't, I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, like it's, it's not like we've been waiting almost what? Did, did we actually mention it on the first one? First ever podcast we ever did. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise us. me if we did. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it was like, and again, we've mentioned this before as well. It did sort of like Andy mentioned it. Donkey's got again, possibly about a year ago, and then it kind of it did have a little bit of a dip, and it didn't get. Um, Baron Wars was getting a bit more of like the limelight, and rightly so. Baron Wars looks fantastic, and I think it was one of the questions we were sort of wanting to ask Andy more was like what's this game that you've mentioned but like it disappeared and it's kind of I think when we had the money it just might a few other things had popped up about it hadn't they so yeah that's uh that's the thing I'm really really looking forward to yeah maybe that what, what did everyone else say is everyone else I can't ask you what did, I, I don't know if we asked that did I ask do, 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 do. oh yes what six comments up there yeah um, core space, more Vietnam, Necromunda, Arkham Horror, Seven TV Fantasy. Yeah, seventy. Again, that's something I don't know if you've seen on the Facebook today. The Facebook. I sound like an old person. Um, the someone's done cards. We just mentioned about the Mandalorian. Somebody's done cards to play Seven TV using the mandalorian because there is there is a star wars supplement for it yeah uh, because um i heard uh brad was on about it with drew on the last um beyond the first marker wasn't they they were talking yeah. about that they, they played the, the seven tv version for star wars so yeah yeah it's, it's always been a game that's been on my radar that seven tv I've, but i've never I've got it i've got it. it yeah i mean the the well, I've got the version two, the the the, the base, um, the base. It's the the sci, the, um, the spy-fi version, and you can get it. I, I presume it still is. It's a free download. You can get the the rules and the, all the cards um, as a PDF, um, and it's a good it's a good game. It's a good twist on a game, um, but I really do fancy the. Um, the pub one, the pub version. Um, I just again, it's you were saying about Perilous Tales. It's got that same sort of vibe to it. But yeah, it's something I do mean to get at some point. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of. I've got a like a. Um, I've got a, like a Bond villain cast, and I've got me um, Cap, Captain Scarlet cast as well. And I've got a couple of sort of like in the workings. I've got you know like the Nazis from um, Temple of Doom. I've kind of started to work on them as well. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. I think again, it, it's a good narrative game as well, mate. It's um, I think when they have seven TV um, events on, they run very much like how you did Warren States. When it's an event, it's not a tournament. Um, I know uh, James Aldridge and Simon Quinton are really big into it um the, yeah because because simon's quite local to me as well so uh, right. i keep keep saying to him that when we you know 
when we when we come out, we can um, we can have to sort of you know do some serious meetup gamings, and it's it's definitely one that's uh, that I'm going to persuade him to give me a uh, give me a trial give me a try out to see if it's because it's the old pushes the button. It's the old oh, you only need half a dozen figures. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I. No, and again, but it, it's it's there's it's one of those kind of like a bit unlimited, you know, to to your to your own imagination. Um, one thing I would mind doing a, a show about in the near future, going back to doing one of our sort of like odd friends when they would just have like you know, not necessarily somebody in from industry, but just like you know, one of our mates we're game with. Um, is my is my mate Simon uh, Simon Clark who's um really into seven tv but only seven tv um if you knew simon he's you know he's not he's always <laughs> he's, he's easily swayed by stuff but he's never for, for whatever reason in gaming he just he's just plays seven tv but he's got loads of fantastic different casts and stuff but maybe that's maybe what he's because it's such an open game <clears throat> Maybe it's a bit of thinking. Well, I don't need to play anything else. Yeah, because I just... I find a set of rules that I understand. I find a set of rules that I like. I can literally play any kind of miniatures with it. I I want to. So yeah. what's the point in? Yeah, I can see that. I yeah, can perfectly see that. I talking about Simon. He's he was he, my best man at my wedding. Um, been mates with him for years and years and years. We've never played a single war game together, <laughs> and that's because um he. Well, it, it, he when before I got into gaming, I think he'd been in the gaming earlier on as well. But then he moved down. He moved down your neck of woods originally, so, um, Birmingham, and then he he lives in Manchester now. So we've never <laughs> in the time that we've like you know since he's been away, we've both got back in the game, and we've never so other than playing the odd board game that kind of thing and video games. We've never actually played a like, war game together. So that's another game. That's something we'll have to remedy. But um, we'll have to get that sorted Yeah, out. plenty of stuff. Yeah. Plenty of stuff yeah. to do, isn't there? Plenty of stuff to do. Anyway, so 2021. Um, any resolutions, mate, that we haven't mentioned yet? Um, Not really. No, I think we've, some we've covered. No, we, we, we talked about that a little bit earlier on, about yeah. you know, not going hog wild. Yeah, that, focus. That, 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 that never changed, you know. Nah, that nah, never I keep, I'll do I'll do the same. I just never. want to try and try and concentrate. I think with the with the with the um the Marvel stuff because they are quite expensive, and I, I've said this before on other shows is that's one of the, the things that held us back a bit from starting it is that it's they're quite expensive. But I think I might just do the kind of like rather than trying to get everything all at once, just get like one or two boxes a month maybe not even maybe not even i just get one box a month and paint them up nice and there you go rather than buying 10 boxes that's as well i think it's probably well over 200 quid <laughs> for 20 figures but um yeah just do it that way focus that's going to be me and also looking into me 3d sculpt and see where what we're doing makes us see if we've got like i've got something to show for it this time next year <laughs> yeah mate you'll, you'll still be um printing out and so like painting cyberpunk stuff this time next year mate i'll tell you yeah this this show next year i'll be going well i've nearly got me me, me second uh warband for reality's edge 
sorted. Second edition has just come out last year, uh, last month. <laughs> but no, no, it's um, it's been an interesting year anyway, mate. It has been, mate. It has yeah. been. Yeah. But we'll, so, see. but we'll see. We'll see. Let's hope. Let's hope we've got a little bit more, uh, little bit more freedom come come the next twelve months anyway. That's good, then. That's good. Well, it just goes um, for me just to take us out, just to say a massive thank you for all the support you've given to us this year. It's been really nice to be able to um, not talk with you, but interact with you uh, for those people who do come on the Facebook page, etc., etc. Again, uh, to follow the social medias, uh, we have the Facebook page. Obviously, we have the YouTube channel all with the same Monica, if you just go and search for Outside Dice Podcast, I'm sure you'll find. Uh, the Instagram is up and running, and Ian is in uh, charge of the Instagram because it's his old account that he's just renamed. Named, named, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you go on, you will find a link to my own um, Instagram channel as well, which pretty much is sharing exactly the same stuff, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Last bit, again, we don't have any uh, direct uh, Patreon or sponsorship or anything like that. But if you do enjoy the episode and you want to help out a little bit with uh, funds going forward to make you maybe get in a, uh, a, a good microphone and yourself some better equipment, etc., etc., we have the um, coffee account again. If you just go on, I think it's KOFI com and then just look for odd sided dice podcast again it will it will come out but you can find links probably below the post on the facebook page for this episode and yeah just thank you i just hope, hope everyone is taking care and being as safe as you can be and to um quibble line from boris johnson that the light at the end of the tunnel is getting ever closer uh, i think you mentioned I, I think like, you mentioned it there, didn't you, that the, the, the tunnel was getting shorter and we are getting faster. <laughs> yeah, that's probably well, it's, it's the analogy he always uses, so yeah. it's one that hopefully that people will understand anyway. Exactly. No, yeah, just everything that Kieran said and just said thanks for everyone who's listened and just looking forward to next year. Yeah, well, hopefully see you at places next year. Yeah, exactly. If not, yeah, definitely. If not we'll, be, we'll be back every month to... Uh, to bore you to tears anyway so again <laughs> happy new years anyone and hopefully for a very good and event uneventful 2021 going forward so thanks very much and we'll see you on the next one see you there guys 